It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And now, folks, you are about to witness. The most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bow down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app, available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning. We are going to announce BMMS Fest today at 11 a.m. I'm going to give you tickets to it. So you just win tickets to BMMS Fest. Hell yeah. I can't tell you anything else. Uh, we've got Best and Worst of the Weekend. We've got our listeners are awesome. We've got Jeff Hensley coming into the studio. So if you have a question about a divorce you want to start today, Jeff can answer that. If you have a divorce you got served with yesterday, Jeff can answer questions about that. 
He'll be in the studio at 9. So get your questions to us, show at KMOD.com. And our third patio party of the year is Friday at the First Shop downtown from 5 to 7. Hell yeah! We'll have delicious Miller Lite for you to have. Uh, And T-shirts and other things. And then we're signing people up for Dodge Brawl. That's going down Saturday, July 13th at the BOK Center. You can join our team at the contest page at KMOD.com. I was listening to Frozen soundtrack this weekend, and there's a song in the Frozen soundtrack. What? It's just amazing how times change, you know? Like, you know, if you asked maybe 10, 15 years ago, I was listening to this, and then here you are, I was listening to the Frozen soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> we all change. Let it go, Gimpy. Right. <laughs> Corbin, would you like to build a snowman? Anyway, so there's a part where she sings, one of the women, she's, I mean, they all, obviously, well, the rock camp, but they all can sing, and this amazing falsetto happens, and it made me think about how odd it must have been for the first human being to ever sing. What? Fair enough. And how crazy they had to look. Like, oh, look what I can do with my voice? Think of everybody you know that does something that's not a social norm audibly. Mm-hmm. Right, you look at them like they just crapped on the floor. Yeah. What What, what are you doing? Can you not use normal words? Why are you up and down? And then think about when they were like, I can write this. <laughs> I can write music. I can dis- I can write out how you should do this. And it was just accepted. And, it, and you're like, well, they've, they've shown it, whatever, years ago or on boats or in, this, in slave, <laughs> during slavery or whatever. And how come they're all amazing singers? There's, how did we know? At what point in our life did that become a normal thing for people to walk around singing or sing in general? And then do it together to be like, it would be awesome if we could right. sing in harmony. Excellent point. Hmm. That people were, one person was doing it was like, I'd, hey. Right. Can I do that with you? I can't, I can't get as high as you can. Right. I'll do the lows. We'll go together and it will be boom, masterful. And what if those two people weren't good? I mean. They were good in their own heads because they ain't hurt anybody else. Right. And then somebody else comes along and just like blows them away. And, and, and now they feel like garbage. And then on top of that, they're like, hey, let's take the, instead of this, you know, carcass we're using, we're just eating the meat. Why don't we spread it over this uh, trunk? <laughs> and then, wow, if we just had something to hit it, I'll just use my hands, man. <laughs> like the mindset of that. Did they get, they had, they had to have been high. Had to have been. They man. had to have been. Or to hollow out a wood and blow into it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mean, how, you, don't, you don't accidentally stumble upon that because who just blew on things and was like, this is fun. Well, if there's a little. I mean, you word it like that. Yeah, but it's <laughs> like this one's a little squeaky. If I blow on this branch, I wonder why it's making that noise. It's just fascinating to me because I always think about when the first time something was invented or first time it happened, and in that there's one of the songs where she just falsettos like crazy, and it's so impressive. And I was like, I wonder what it was like when someone was just like, oh, <laughs> like what's wrong with Frank? Settle down, Frank. Or they're like, Have oh, my God. Frank? He's just. There's magic in his mouth. <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the idea that you could write it down, too. Mm-hmm. And someone's like, you know what? I bet I could document this. I could write down singing. I could write down. Notes. What everybody's like, how to do this to show other people. Well, what a oh versus a oh looks right, like right. with a little wow. stick in a. 
thing. What was that? Like, that was like a. Where'd you reach for that? Where'd that come from? <laughs> I reached like a little one and a high one. No, I'm not hating it. No. Well, the high one was great. The low one was. That was it sounded professional. Thank you. She's been taking lessons. Right. <laughs> right. You know, I wanted to be a singer when I was in eighth it, grade, and I didn't do the research. <laughs> I didn't. I deliberately didn't do the research, but normally I would have. But I wanted to talk about it this morning. Who's the first person cited as singing? Who created singing? Who's the per? I'm sure they're going to say a culture created right, it. Right, it has to be some tribe somewhere. I mean, that's more chanting, right? Right, yeah. So maybe it started as chanting and then evolved into, hey, why are we just making noise? Let's use words. Mm-hmm. That are emotional. Well, they're not always emotional. About love or whatever. I don't know, cavemen losing their meat to a... Uh... Right, love. <laughs> yeah. Uh I think that probably makes more sense that it was ch- <laughs> that it was chanting and then evolved to like no we should use like actual words. All right, so I just had to look. Nice. Man. It says it's it is often stated that Thomas Edison was the first person to record sound and by extension music, but that isn't the case. The first ever recorded song was actually recorded by Edouard Leon Scott de Martinville. Sure. We're looking for, yeah, we're looking for mm-hmm. first singing, not mm-hmm. who cre- recorded a song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. what you have. Okay. That's what I come up with. <laughs> okay, well, we're looking for singing, not recording music. Right. Because sure they were singing before that. Yeah. yeah. You know, worshiping God and all that stuff, too. No, like you said, it was chanting at that point in time or just making up words and belting them out. Yeah. No, no, you know, not putting it together as a structure. Man, so, like, we could have all decided that everybody that sucks at singing is the best. You know what I mean? That, like... It, exactly. And then, you know, thanks to Whitney Houston and all these other people who sang good, they're like, oh, never mind, you're not as good. But if we all just decided that whoever sings bad is good, and, you know, whoever, you know, can do that crazy stuff with their voice is bad... Right. Then, you know, we could we could have hits on our hands. But the, Right, the idea <laughs> that I might be singing accurately and everyone else is wrong is a horrendous thought. <laughs> like that thought i don't i don't like that thought at all <laughs> but when you when you think about it that way what and to say it sounds crazy that whitney houston wasn't a good singer because she was an amazing singer no she's making us all feel bad that's all that was like a you suck look what i can do yeah i like the idea that someone was just crazy the crazy townsperson <laughs> running around i can't knock it off you know right. when someone's good at something like whatever it is they like do it all the time and you're like i get it that's your thing. Right. Then that's probably the same thing that would happen with whoever was singing and moving their voice up and down. They're like, we understand. You don't need to recite a grocery list to us. We get it. <laughs> was, but I wonder if like singing was taboo too. Like, you do that in your home. I don't want to watch right. you sing. Right. Especially like, sing with another man. Some people think it's, you know, being possessed by the devil or whatever. You know, you got some spirit. It wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If they thought when a woman was on her period, she was, you know, mm. possessed by a devil. Why would they not think when you were not speaking? You weren't possessed by the devil. I mean, no, because it's because then they all decided you're singing good stuff. Well, maybe if you're singing about the devil, that's another case. But you know, yeah. But if if what I'm alluding to is that singing initially was looking like rumblings, mumblings to yourself, and if you saw somebody walking down the street by themselves talking to themselves, you would think they're crazy. But if you saw someone walking down the street today. Singing to themselves, you wouldn't think they're crazy. And it's the same thing. (laughs) Just Hmm. depends on how you say it. (laughs) It, Right. If you have a falsetto on Uh it. uh If there's a rhythm behind it or something. Rhythm, no. (laughs) You don't even need to have a rhythm. I could literally, because we all know I don't have rhythm, Mm -hmm. I could walk down the street singing Uh and no one would think I was crazy. 
I could walk down the street talking to myself mm-hmm. and people would think I was being crazy. And really, volume is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if I'm really loud singing, no one cares. If I'm really loud talking, you go, whoa. Hey, man. Stay, get to the other side of the street. There's have, the crazy radio guy you better have, <laughs> talking you know, to himself. The wireless earbuds in. <laughs> so if I'm at my desk later today and I'm just like, what's, what are you doing? You're just, you don't even love me. You're, what's wrong with you? You go, Corbin's talking to himself again. But if I'm over at my desk, go, what's wrong? You don't even love me. You go, oh, Corbin's singing a love song. <laughs> right? I like how you bobbed your head to that. I, that's what I envision a it. real singer does. Oh, okay. <laughs> no one loves I have no me. idea. Right? Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> you got to do the devil horns, but not full. Right, right. Yeah, you just got to, like, antelope. Is yeah. that what that is? <laughs> got to be this way, yeah. Maybe too. a dog if you were doing a light puppet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you got to, and then you got to, huh? As you move octaves in your voice, your hand too moves in conjunction <laughs> with octave achievement. I believe is how it's written in the book. Absolutely. Seen American Idol enough. I know how to do it. That's how you know you're professional. Like, damn, look at her sing. She's it, hitting every note with her hand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I'm not a good singer. I think if I move my hand, it'll help me. It right. does. It does. Look. Mm-hmm, yeah. So today, when you are, I don't know, at your desk or at your locker or at your workstation or whatever it is, mm. instead, of ta- instead of singing, talk to yourself <laughs> and see if HR gets involved. Isn't it like Celine Dion that just breaks out in song like randomly? Yes. Or whatever? Yeah, it's so awesome. It's oh one of the best 60-minute videos ever. Ever. So obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. Ever. It was amazing. Last night on 60 Minutes, there was <laughs> this man that... <laughs> you got to, man. Oh, my God. I'm going to beat that you. That was t- awesome. I live in a trailer park. My mom's Not a whore. I don't know what you need from me, man. You mom spaghetti does. Yeah. <laughs> they, they had a guy on that has invented a way to solve global warming, but he's oh, not wow. a scientist. Oh, Okay. You're going to put a dome over the earth and nope, put a big nope, air nope, conditioner. No, 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 no. Is it the giant net thing where he's trying to collect all the, the plastics and all the stuff in the ocean? No. Oh, okay. I think there's more <laughs> than just plastics. But this, I mean, it is. this is about plastics, but th- this guy, not a scientist at all, mm-hmm. he just wanted to solve the problem. So he locked himself away and gave up his social life for 15 years. And started reading and, and writing ideas down. And now he has figured out how to get sugar or fuel out of plants. What? Endless sugar, endless fuel out of plants. How huh. does that solve the problem? Because There's- then you don't need fossil fuels. And it makes uh, gasoline that you can put in cars now. You don't need to change your car any. Mm. And this wow. product also creates sugar. And it also creates plastics that you can program to break down after certain durations of time. What? Yes. I'm telling you, 60 <laughs> minutes is good. That is insane. How cool. Yeah. You're a dedicated buddy. You can tell where my mind's been all weekend, like frozen and, God, how did they start singing too? No kidding. Plastics you get sugar out of plant, plants, huh? That's incredible. And the sugar doesn't decay your teeth. So essentially you wouldn't have to... <laughs> Oh, my God. (laughs) Solving all my problems. Are you kidding me? And it's the most abundant thing out there is plant sugar. Just like any rando plants? Yeah, any any product out there that grows in the ground. Give this guy a grant. F. They have been. 
all the dentistries are going to get together and be like, ban him. And, and right. by the way, not a scientist. Just a random Just guy. some guy that was like, uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to solve this problem. And he went and looked at a pond. I'm not even kidding. This is the story. He stood at a pond and pontificated on life. <laughs> Get it? I'm not kidding. <laughs> what? Just like, hmm. <laughs> and then came up with this idea 15 years later yeah it took him 15 years to figure out how to do it you and they me smash away. cells of plants to make sugar Right. We're, that's not important. That part's not important. Right. right. Tell me about not decaying my teeth again and like more sugar. Yeah. I really like that. That's Isn't a good buddy. It's, unbelie- it's an unbelievable story. I think we should be throwing money at this guy. But going full circle, they were this guy who not a scientist was like, you know what? I'm going to solve global warming. They're like, whatever, crazy man. Hmm. Hey, and like ended his relationships and everything with everybody to go focus on this 100% of the time. I feel like if you locked me away somewhere for 15 years and then I'm supposed to give you one product that I've worked on, I would solve in a Rubik's Cube. Be like, here you go. I'm out of the room now. No way. Even then you just peel the stickers off. I'll take, <laughs> I will take that bet. How long it would take me to figure out a Rubik's Cube? Someone tried to explain to me like the math of it and how you do it. And I'm like, that is so much worse than telling me to match up the colors. Well, that what a horrible first date that must have been. <laughs> right. This Rubik's Cube. Who, so who cool. explains that? <laughs> who explains how to do a Rubik's Cube? This nerd in my in my shop in the military. We had one and I would just mess with it because I can I don't know how it goes together. You figure one side out and the other side's effed. And so he's like, well, all you got to do is move for the, you know, rattling <laughs> off all this math stuff that makes up a Rubik's Cube. And I was like. I paid someone to finish my, you know, math 101 class. I'm not going to know how to solve a Rubik's Cube with numbers. Who's shocked that Sam paid someone to finish a class for her? First of all, it not was... Me. No. I love the defense. You're preparing. Yes, <laughs> yes. go ahead. Your it defense. was like <laughs> mathematics and fine arts or something like that. And I was like, cool, I like art and I hate math. Maybe I'll just, you know, do... the. Why would you the, take a class where it includes math and numbers. art and you hate math? Because I like art, so I thought I figured it'd be like paint by number stuff. It'd be like actual art stuff. College that we or would high look school? At. College. You thought there was a okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I've taken I don't a, even know why I'm asking. A I'm sorry. Personal morality class. I didn't think that existed. Anyways, and then it wanted me to add up binary numbers and all this stuff, and I was like, this is nothing to do with art, and way too hard. So I paid my friends to do it. You sure didn't say finite math? Uh, no, it was not fine arts. No, you just saw the finite part. No, it and was, just thought it said art. No, it was something with art in the name and math, and I that thought that they would sense. add up. The art of mathematics. No, <laughs> it was harder. It was an upper level class. I had to have you know my algebra, geometry, and then you know college math finished to be able to take it. How much did you pay the person? Eighty bucks per test that he took. How many tests did he take? So like six. He, so he he mm-hmm. will go to class mm-hmm. and take the test for you. No, I was taking this class online. Okay, I'm a cheater, pumpkin eater, and we we would in our you know work time when I was in the military, we'd go over my homework. He would try to explain stuff to me, and I'd be like, I don't get it. Please take the test. And then each time, he would study, give him my book, and then he would take the test. I'd go, I'd drive him to take the test. We'd go to a library, and then he would take it, and then I'd give him eighty bucks. Wow. Hmm. And how did he, what'd you, what grade did you get in that class? I think, oh, I got a B minus because I told him not to ace it because I'm not good at math. I was like, listen, I can't get like a C and a B in geometry and, or algebra, geometry and math 101 and then get an A in this. This is clearly not my strong suit. So you got to sell it. You got to kind of miss them on purpose. So I told him. 
So Wow. <laughs> How many times have you paid someone to get you out of some sort of test or exam or qualification? Mm, paid somebody just once. Why are you grinning so bigly? So bigly? Just, Why are you grinning so big? Because I'm just I'm just being honest. I paid somebody once to take my Okay, test. how many times did you pay or do anything to get out of taking a test or qualifying for something? I plead the fifth. More than more than a handful? <laughs> I'm being honest. Because um, I've cheated. I mean, everybody has cheated in some sort of testing qualification oh, scenario in some capacity, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, um, we, my fraternity had papers and tests, and you could look to see what answers would be. I didn't have them with me, but I, that's still cheating, mm-hmm. right? I remember cheating on a French class in high school. So I, I'm, it's not like I'm better than you or anything else. I just sounds like we hear it a lot from you <laughs> and not well, in the average just I looked at the answers type of thing. That's not fair because I'm I've ch- not, I'm not being fair on yes, that. Yes. Yes. Am I being fair, Gimpy? Oh, I don't I care. About right. I, mean, I don't want you to take a vote. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care that right. both of you think that your your votes don't count. You're Fine, one. Don't take mine. I'd love listeners to chime in on if you it's oh, we hear great. a lot. Yeah, a lot. What, um, it's twice. I feel like we've heard it more than that. No, I feel like you give me crap about... What's the other one? When I flirted through my gun quals. So only gun quals and Mm -hmm. paid someone to take a math test is the only time you've ever done anything to evade taking the actual qualification or testing of anything. Also, it's not like... Here it comes. Yeah, it's not like I purposely was like, okay, for sure I'm going to not pass this, so I'm going to try to flirt with everybody I see to try to get out of it. I was really scared and not doing well, and, you know, I happened to be nice and flirty, and they probably passed me when they shouldn't have because I was so wonderful and easy to well, do with. Well, that counts. I, but I know, but I'm saying that it's not like I went into it like, hey, I'm going to grin at this D, get some, and then get out of this test. All right. Why are you doing a man's voice when you do that? I don't know. I did that because I wanted to be like thug about it, I guess. I don't know. But I didn't do that. (laughs) The word you use, I think, when you say flirting with the teeth. (laughs) I'd be wrong, though. Uh, All right. Well, I'd love people to text in and tell me if they think it's only two. Because I feel like you've told multiple stories where you've done something like that. No. You're wrong. Okay. Uh, tickets to BMMS Fest, which will announce today at 11 a.m. Best and worst of the weekend. Our listeners are awesome. And Jeff Hensley's going to join us. News quickies when we return. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Uh, people are kind of commenting, Sam, that uh, you've told many stories, but it's, uh, it's just who you are. Get the F out of here. <laughs> <laughs> You judgy assholes. <laughs> I'm sure you've wow. never done anything. Oh, well, my God. Well, no, I don't think that's what they're saying. Yeah, but I don't agree with them. I didn't sleep with my recruiter either. 
That was an officer I slept with when I was in the military. <laughs> I thought you. I thought you were dating. I, that, that story does sound familiar. That you had a recruiter and you did date him or had sex with him. No. Well, I. It was after. It's not the same, no, it's not the same recruiter. So the facts are incorrect. Yes. Okay. It's a different recruiter. That it's not the one that got slut. me into the military. Which recruiter is it? It's the one that I bailed on that I didn't join with him because at the time I didn't want to go active duty and he wanted to make me go active duty. And so I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. And then what up, how three months later, I I got another recruiter. Dirty whore. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for news quickies. World news. Local news. It just makes you say, what the f***? Now here's Corbin, Gimpy, and Sam to fill you in on what's going on. News quickies from the Big Nine Morning Show at 97.5 AMOD. The soundtrack to Sam's Navy career is like people running in flip-flops. Shut up, bitch. That's so rude. God, I want to throw something at you, too. All right, shut up. Cat recovering after sneaking into... Turtles. Are we done? Maybe. Mm, sure. You both still have your hands on the keyboard. Oh, yeah. So I don't trust you to start my story. No, I'm just prepping for the rest of the show. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't believe you. Okay. Cat recovering after sneaking into washing machine survives wash cycle. So this woman was doing laundry and the one-year-old cat named Felix had happened to jump into the washing machine while she was doing laundry. She said her back was turned and she didn't see the cat jump into the washing machine. So she went downstairs and about an hour later, she came back up to get the clothes out of the washing machine and the cat was in there. She said, it's horrific, absolutely horrific. This is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. It's the most traumatic experience. And she's been unable to sleep since this happened. And um, she told her daughter that she accidentally washed the cat and the mom and the daughter were crying and then she said all of a sudden she heard a meow and she saw a little white foot so they called the grandparents to come and get the cat with them and take it to the vet so they took it to the vet it's in critical condition or it showed up in critical condition what yep the vet said how long was the cycle running i mean she just did a load of laundry. She said she did the whole load of laundry. Yeah, and no way. She said that she went downstairs an hour later, came back up to get the laundry, and then she had accidentally washed the cat and didn't know the cat got into the washing uh, machine. No way. <laughs> the spin cycle would kill the cat. And so the soaps it would drown. Yeah. And so the vet said that this is remarkable and that. It is rare that an animal can make it through it, being the the spin cycle. They gave a cat IV and they put it in an oxygen chamber, chamber, and this cat had to be in the oxygen chamber for 24 hours, and it seemed to be working because the cat's vision returned, and it looked like it was feeling better, but the oxygen chamber costs about $1,000 per day, and since her mom didn't have pet insurance, she started a GoFundMe campaign to help cover the cost. So now the cat is doing better, and the daughter said, we feel so lucky he's a miracle cat. So they're, the GoFundMe, they're asking for $10,000, and they got, 10, over, they got over $10,000 in four days. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> it's a miracle! All those people that donated are disgusting. <laughs> it's a miracle!
miracle. Felix survived a washing machine. Because of her negligence. Yeah, well, this one-year-old cat just People are, are aiding her negligence. Right. When there's kids that will need tombstones. <laughs> How come she's not locked up on, like, animal cruelty of sorts? But it was an she, accident. Ah, that, my I, but she didn't know Felix jumped in there. It's a stupid-ass cat. she doesn't look in the, in, the, in the washer? No, she said, she said, while she was doing laundry, she turned her back for a minute, and then that's when the cat must have jumped in. She didn't even well, know she, the cat was so in there. So she wasn't even looking to pay attention, like, when she kept putting clothes back, like, on top of the cat? Well, How many clothes were she put? Was she putting in right. there that the cat wouldn't stand out? Maybe it was a towel load, and the cat, you know, <laughs> jumped into a towel or something, and she wasn't paying attention. She was to, just throwing it in there because she's done laundry a thousand times. To those of you with cats, this is on their GoFundMe. To those of you with cats, please always close your washing machine and dryer doors in between washes and always check your washing machine and dryer doors prior to beginning wash. You can prevent an accident like this from happening. Bitch, take your own advice. For real. She says she feels horrible. She can't sleep Does she? now. Does it's she? It's the most traumatic experience ever. She had to tell her daughter, I washed Felix the cat in the washing machine. What a horrible cat name, by the way. It's only used for drugs. <laughs> right. Your acid with the blotter and a yes. on the back. Yeah. <laughs> I could keep going, but we're running out of time. Mm. Yeah. A woman charged with torturing an incapacitated man. So this happens down in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Not far from the story we just read, by the way. <laughs> right? Uh, so a Apparently, this gal, her name's Jennifer Johnson, and she had gotten pulled over in May for being in possession of a stolen Civic, okay? So they take her into jail, and while she's awaiting, you know, all the process that goes there, they start digging through her phone, and they found multiple videos on her phone of her penetrating a man with a sex toy. She said that, or they said that the man was under the influence of GHP or the date rape drug, was physically helpless when apparently when she stopped, uh, was stopped, she told the cops that she was a prostitute and they don't really know what the relationship between these two are, but multiple videos found on her phone where the dude was bound with duct tape around his mouth, his wrist and his ankles as she assaulted the man. She, they say that she can be heard joking and laughing through the entire video. Uh, so she was originally in on a $20,000 bond because of the possession of the stolen vehicle. But since they found these videos, that's upped it to an $80,000 because of the new felony torture charges. Good, you freaking torture. psychopath. How can they charge her with felony, charge her with felony torture mm -hmm. if they don't talk to him? You got a point. I, I mean, it could know. be a video just for whatever. Right. Like that's their Friday night freaky night or whatever. Yeah. God. Maybe, maybe they did talk to him. Right. Maybe it's something that she said on the videos or whatever. But I mean, because they said they heard her laughing and joking through the entire thing, but didn't say Again, what she was. It's taken out of context. About, right? I'm not saying what she did is okay. I'm just kind of using a blanket attitude of you can't just see a video and know exactly what's happening. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 With that, it's like you can't. You need a body to charge someone with murder. You right. can't just charge someone with murder without a body. And maybe well, they maybe, did. Maybe he woke up and was like, no, I didn't want that. Right. No, no, no. no. I didn't agree to the dildo <laughs> we, thing. We've all been there. <laughs> Not the dildo thing. The waking up. <laughs> <in> the <night>. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> burglary yes, suspect. <laughs> burglary suspect acquitted after throwing poo-poo at judge. Oh. A Miami man was on trial for burglary, and it was delayed after he allegedly threw poo at the judge and yelled. Duty. 
It's protein. It's good for you. Oh, my God. No. no. They had to empty the courtroom, and the jurors had to be removed. They moved it to another courtroom to continue the proceeding. He ended up being acquitted on burglary charges, and he will have to face charges for throwing feces at the judge, which it did never hit. Now, the day before, this happened again, Mm -hmm. where they were on uh, lunch break, and he was in a holding cell adjacent to the courtroom, and... um, Thought he was painting walls, but not using paint. Gotcha. Gotcha, You're gotcha. nasty. And by Got the way. Got some paint on him, too. That judge, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> you throw like a bitch. You didn't even get me. <laughs> it's like 60 bailiffs entered the room and like, you know, pig piled him to stop him. <laughs> the I things cops do, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're just a bailiff in the courtroom? Yeah, it's pretty easy work. <laughs> Hold s- on. So today. you say, take a break. We'll be back. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMO. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945 from 1430. The buzz is our friend. Pop. Hello, sir. How are you? Good morning. How are you guys? Great. Now, I wouldn't be doing great if I turned down $1,500 that Cam Newton allegedly offered someone to move seats on an airplane. That is insane. He apparently was on his way to Paris, if I got that right, Pop. I think he's on his way back. Oh, he's on his way back from Paris. And he he was apparently sitting in coach and wanted to sit in first class with more space? Well... I take a completely different approach on this. I'm 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 team good for this guy turning down 1500 cuz they're on their way back from Paris. It's a 10-hour flight. This guy had uh taken his girlfriend to the World Cup in France, the Women's World Cup where he had proposed to her. Oh! That's live, wonderful. They live in Alaska. So it's a big weekend for him, right? Come back. At all the set, he gets the exit row seat. This isn't even a first class. He's just in the exit row, which someone that's a little bit taller than the average adult, I greatly appreciate the exit row. Greatly appreciate it. So this guy had done his homework. Cam Newton hadn't. This Cam Newton just walks on the plane. Cam Newton's six five, so he's a tall drink of water, and uh, <laughs> he he starts to. Starts to immediately negotiate with this guy, like, hey, man, you know, I'm 6'5". Not only that, I'm Cam Newton. If you can't tell, just look at this goofy hat I'm wearing. <laughs> and uh, the guy's like, nope. And you can hear in the video, Cam's like, $1,000. And the guy shakes his head. And the last offer he gives is 1500 Look, if I'm this guy, it's a 10-hour flight. I'm not taking 1500 bucks from Cam Newton either. That bidding starts at five grand, and if you don't start at five grand, then I guess you don't want the extra leg room that much because you're an NFL, I mean, A1 celebrity. You have a $100 million contract. One, what are you doing flying in coach? Your assistant should be fired. And two, you should have planned way ahead, my man, way ahead. And three, come on, man, fifteen hundred bucks. That hat you have on is worth two fifty. <laughs> it's worth twenty five hundred at least. What are you doing, man? Right. That's a piss poor offer. Good for that guy. And he's sitting next to his his now fiance. Yes. Yeah, yes. I think that like if because I have a hard time flying, I get scared. And if like Jeff moved seats for me, I'd be pretty pissed. How much? 
How much for would Jeff it take? to move a seat? Like, would you? Ex- we would have two different numbers. I think he would do it for fifteen hundred, and I think I would negotiate <laughs> for five grand. He'd be like, "Babe, you can handle this. It's fifteen hundred dollars." I think if you're sitting with someone, yeah, fifteen hundred dollars is not enough because the ticket could be fifteen hundred dollars. Ten hours too. That's that's a like. Yeah, that's a long flight. I mean, you're coming back to America. Yeah, yeah. And as someone that makes AM money, don't get me wrong, fifteen hundred would be very tempting. Do you know what I could do with fifteen hundred right now? There's a lot. Buy fourteen thirty the buzz. But, but I'm just saying, no, no, Corbin, no. Fourteen thirty and thirteen hundred. <laughs> okay, I would just buy the Buzz Sports Network and call it the Pop Network and air whatever the hell I wanted. I'd probably even get worse ratings, but that's okay. Because um, it's yours. Because it's mine, and I can do what I want. By the but, way, you you shouldn't shame Cam for like being smart with his money. These you know football players they run out of money quick. So good for you, you know, sitting with the rest of us. Sam, have you seen his wardrobe? If you tell me he's smart with his money, then we need to have a discussion. He looks like he buys his clothes at Dress Barn. I'm not even kidding. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're they're weird. I just imagine Dress Barn having like the weirdest pattern of clothes, mm-hmm. and that's what all of his clothes look like. <laughs> you know, yeah. some rich person's uh, wallpaper. Remember that scene in Caddyshack where Judge Smells is looking at the hat and he's like, "Oh, you buy that hat, you get a free bowl of soup." That's what reminds me every time that I that I see Cam Newton. It's like he's buying clothes from the from the pro shop there at Caddyshack and that awful hat with his Richie Sambora hat. Yes, it's terrible. Come on, man, fifteen hundred. What an insult to that guy. Good for that guy. He had to recognize him, right? He had to. Like that's Cam Newton. This cheap bastard only offered me fifteen hundred bucks for the seat. Go over God, there. People have, are haters, man. Have, have fun in your seat over there. I I hope you get cramps in those legs. Fifteen hundred. I hope the drink cart smashes you when you. He wasn't even on the aisle. He was on the inside. He got like, the window the, seat. Yeah, Why that's what the video showed. You I'm can like, you can decide if you're gonna put the shade down or not. Maybe he that. bought the ticket last minute, and that was the only seat that was available. Uh, well, it, if you're that. If you're that poor and, and planning ahead, then just wait till the next day. <laughs> like, there's other flights. $1,500. He probably paid $1,500 for a flight, and we're knocking him. Rather than spending, what, twenty five, thirty grand for a private jet, what a right. lot of guys are doing? Right. That, I don't think that's that crazy. It's I don't. they're all sold out. Right. They were all taken. It was <laughs> yeah. Fashion Week, so. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, it was. Right, it was what? Dumb Hat Week. That's what he was there for? That's why dumb he went, hat yes. week and For everyone... Fashion Week? Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. He probably should have told him that story. Like, bro, I went to Fashion Week. Can you please move? <laughs> uh, by the way, did you hear the controversy featuring Fashion Week with Russell Westbrook? I did not. I'm not Evidently, up on that. he was supposed to make an appearance here in Tulsa. Uh, there was some communication that was... Uh, I guess not forthright. He was supposed to be at the Boys and Girls Club, one of those here in Tulsa, I think on the north side. And uh, they promoted this for like two weeks. Hey, Russell Westbrook's going to be here, make an appearance. And Russ, meanwhile, is like tweeting photos and putting on Instagram how he's in Paris for Fashion Week. And uh, yeah, it didn't show up. You and, dick. And they're like, they're like, wait a minute, you told us you were showing. We we sent out releases like two weeks in advance telling everyone, hey, Russell Westbrook's going to be here. And then uh, his manager showed up instead. So there was a you know, good fallback plan there. You'll love this. I found the story, and I went to click on it, and the local news station has taken the story down. Well, <laughs> then Russell Westbrook's people said, hey, we never agreed that Russell Westbrook would be here. So where's the miscommunication? Like, that seems like a big one. Yeah, he's going to be here, or no, he's not. So, 
everyone was trying to get to the bottom of that this weekend. Wow, mm. that, that's that's interesting. There is yeah. definitely some drama there. Little tie-in with the fashion week in Paris. That's Paul Wall Sports. Jeremy Poplin, ninety-seven five KMOD. All right, stupid corporate cram down right now. They're forcing us to take a thirty-second break, but we'll be right back. So don't go anywhere. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. At 11 a.m. today, we are announcing BMMS Fest. And we're going to give away tickets to BMMS Fest at 730. I can't tell you who's playing yet. You'll have to wait till 11. And uh, so be listening for that at 11 o'clock today and then we'll give away tickets uh, at 11.30. Right now, it's time for the best and worst of the weekend. What's the best thing that happened this weekend and the worst thing that happened this weekend? Sam, what's the best and what's the worst? Well, the worst is um, on Friday, we went to a family friend's garage of Jeff because he has like, a very nice garage and works on nice cars and stuff. And he was going to help Jeff fix his car. And so Jeff was there all day. I showed up at like 3 to help him. And we left at 7, and oh my God, it was so insanely hot, and it was really hard. I have a new respect for mechanics and people that even have to like work with no air conditioning because it was so tough. And what then, did you have to do? Well, I was just pretty much the helper. Like I got under the car maybe twice, and then I was just hand- handing tools and like holding stuff you know, that it was supposed to be pushed down and like... Pretty much just doing whatever they asked me to do. Being a tool bitch. Yeah, yeah just grabbing wrenches yeah. and, yeah. you know, trying to look at the sizes of whatever they were telling me to do. Just looking pretty. No, I was dirty. Like, I got... I, I got Yeah, I got yuck on me and not as much as Jeff, but I still had, like, grease and stuff on me. What were they working on? I have no idea. It was something with some air compressors or something... That when you put a car in like comfort mode versus sport mode or something like that, and it goes. The uh, airbag suspension? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I know that you had to take one of the parts and like super like hold it down. And then, you know, we like, I had to hold something. I have no idea. I literally don't know. <laughs> I barely know the difference between the wrenches. And even then I'm like, this one? No. This one? So did it, okay. get, did it get fixed? Like what you went there to go do, did it leave fixed? Yes, it did. That's great. Yeah, but I it just, I was so sore the entire weekend after that. Like From what? From Handling tools. Yeah, it was heavy stuff. And I was moving like, I packed up all of the tool stuff and it was, it was like hard. It was hard. And so, and, and I was really hot and my legs hurt really bad. What part was difficult for you? The heat and carrying heavy things. Like, what was the heaviest thing you carried? Like a monkey wrench? No, like a whole toolbox to go put in my car. <laughs> I was a support team. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was a support team, and it was it was exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best and worst of the weekend. What's the best thing that happened this weekend and the worst thing? Gimpy? 
Wait, uh, I have best. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you gave your best. I apologize. No, the best was my sister's wedding. She got married this weekend, and I went to her wedding, and it was pretty and nice and adorable. And so now all my sisters are married again. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Are you? No. Oh, okay. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. What's the best thing that happened this weekend and the worst thing? Go ahead, Gimpy. All right. So best part of the weekend was on uh, Saturday. Went to go see Casey Donahue over at Kane's Ballroom. Yeah, I've seen that guy over a dozen times, but it was just one of those shows that, like, you know, you've been to these concerts and they just play all your favorite songs and you sing along. Just have a good time all night long. So that was the best part. Uh, worst part of the weekend. Um, so with this road rash that I have here that's healing, there's new skin. Right, sure. it, it ground off all the old stuff that's been there, been working on it for thirty plus years, and I've got new skin. So with that, I'm out in the sun, get a little bit of uh, sunburn on my on my new skin. Doesn't typically hurt. However, I had a blister pop up on on one on a, on a piece of it. It was just a small. You wow. Know, when you get sunburned, it blisters uh, sometimes. Intense sun. Yes, but the, you got to keep in mind this is fresh new skin too, like brand spanking new. So how, 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 when, how when were you outside that long? Like how long are we talking? Oh, this was sitting in the pool for a couple of hours. So, and even though I had my my most of my hand bagged up, there was still this portion here that's healing that wasn't bagged. Okay, so that's what got exposed the new skin there. Um, so it blistered up on me. All right, cool. I'm sitting there mashing on it because it was just a little tiny blister, and I'm trying to pop it and get the juice out. Well, it didn't necessarily pop, but instead it spread, and it was like the most bizarre feeling that I've ever had because I watched this one little bubble like shoot across my arm and then form several other little bubbles on top yeah. of it. So now I started with one bubble. Now I got like six uh, on on my one arm, and and it just it doesn't hurt or anything. It's just it was just weird, and it was weird to feel that fluid go across my skin like that. Uh, I I always feel like I was told to pop blisters and mm-hmm. then i feel like recently i was told you're not supposed to pop blisters and you're supposed to naturally let them evolve themselves to pop or whatever yeah i've yeah i'm about the same about the same i've always popped them just to get them out and then you know they drain yeah. sometimes they fill back up or whatever and and this one you know i didn't pop i tried to but it just more just spread you know yeah. like like a like a balloon i or feel like, like i didn't think we would have to tell you this but i feel like we should tell you this mm-hmm. leave your arm alone no way man no, like, be careful with it. Oh, you don't yeah. need to add any other complications. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know, baking it in the sun. Hey, you know, it's hot outside, and there's the pool's inviting. It's very nice. <laughs> Let's just get in and float around and have a drink. What's the best and what's the worst of the weekend? 918-460-KMOD. 918-460-KMOD. Uh, best part of the weekend was that we went out and did the first pitch at the Drillers game. We went as a family. I took my daughter out there, and uh, my daughter was completely scared to death of Hornsby, screaming bloody murder. (laughs) Really? So I was like, just don't look at him. (laughs) And all she could do was stare right at him, right? And he stayed away. But I went to throw the first pitch, and I had to carry my oldest. Mm-hmm. She's like 30 pounds, right, or whatever. So carry her and throw the first pitch, and uh, it bounced. Literally, his glove and the ball met right at the dirt. So it oh. bounced. Like, I counted as made it, but technically it did not. <laughs> uh, but I still feel pretty good because I was holding a 30-pound kid on one side. And then she was screaming and screaming, and the two older men were there like, is she okay? Which is like, great. Yeah, no, I'm just failing as a parent. Right. My daughter hates me. Can you get out of my Mickey, face? It was Mickey Mantle's ki- uh, kids. Oh. How cool is that? I was like, yeah. that's fun. My child has no idea 
that they are we're so close to someone the be, you know the kids of the greatest baseball players of all time. I bet they cried too at the mascot back in the day. But it was uh, it was good. that was really good. The worst part was my oldest. I'm sorry, my youngest has now discovered she's afraid of lightning, and we had and thunder. So we had that storm on Saturday night that was very active. Mm-hmm. Thunder. She was up. 20 times terrified in the middle of the night well thunder would happen she'd scream we'd go in there pick her up like you're okay da, da, da. put her down get back Ben. okay here we go <laughs> back and forth like 20 times yeah, they don't have a thunder coat for kids do they <laughs> they do not they do not we're just going to turn up the like sound machines really there, loud there so you can't hear any of the thunder <laughs> best and worst of the weekend what's the best thing that happened this weekend and the worst thing let's go to uh nick hi nick how are you Pretty good. How are you? Good. What's the best and what's the worst of the weekend? Uh, the best part of the weekend, I went to uh, Kansas City to pick up a new transmission for my truck. A little getaway, I guess you could say. Did you do anything besides pick up a transmission? Uh, went and ate at McDonald's. <laughs> That's fun. Sounds like a great nice. getaway. <laughs> uh, what's the worst part then? I went to the casino uh, last night with my grandpa. Lost $50. What, did you at least have fun in that time? Yeah, I had a blast. I gotta tell I you, I spend time with them. I gotta tell you, Nick, literally the most mediocre weekend I think I've ever heard. <laughs> Not that you did anything wrong, but like to me, it sounds like a very neutral, middle of the road weekend. That's what I was thinking when I called. Right on, man. Well, Nick, you have a great week, man. Uh, you too. Thanks. See you later. Like went on a road trip, ate some fast food, came back. A little getaway, sure, perfect. Got to the casino, only lost fifty bucks. Again, total middle-of-the-road, <laughs> average vanilla weekend. I think that's great. Best and worst of the weekend. Let's go to Jimmy. Jimmy. Hey, what's up, Corbin? What's up, man? Best and worst of the weekend, brother. Uh, well, the best is, you know, I fought over there at the Paradise Cove uh, in extreme fight night and uh, picked up a dominating win and um, got a video out with over 7,000 views and just trying to get my name out there, so... That was the best of my weekend. Right on. Well, what's the worst? Worst is uh, the kid had a big head. My left hand's kind of swollen, so um, and he wouldn't go down. So uh, besides that, pretty good weekend. Right on, man. Uh, did you have any uh, other injuries? I'm just a little sore. Uh, not too bad. Um, the next day, I competed in an eight-man jiu-jitsu tournament. Um, $100 to enter, $800 for the winner. I uh, won the first one, but the second one I was just wore out and ended up getting submitted, but I had a good weekend. Right on, man. Good I'm to sore, too. I was carrying tools, and it was hard, so I understand. It's <laughs> like to be sore. <laughs> All right, Flick, man. Have a great week, brother. I appreciate you, Corbin. All right, see you later, man. Uh, let's go to Ted for best and worst of the weekend. Hi, Ted. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, sir. What's the best and what's the worst of the weekend? Hands down, this weekend, my fiance bought me a brand spanking new car. Oh. Wonderful. What kind of car did she buy you? She, it is a Ford Fiesta. Right on. And how long have you been with your girlfriend that she bought you a Ford Fiesta? This time around, it's been a year. This time around. All right. Well, just for collectively, how much time are we talking? Uh. Off and on, we've been together three years. Off and on in three for three years. Okay, um, why why did she buy you a car? Uh, my truck broke down, and uh, you know I have to drive from Langley all the way to Tulsa every day. Wow! Damn. So 
That, I mean, figured, you know, that's pretty. She's nice. always wanted to buy me one. Is she rich? No. Is she your sugar mama? <laughs> no. She's a truck got driver. a fiesta. Wait, hold on. Did she just go buy it for you, and you have to make the payments, or is she making the payments? No, she's making the payments, and I help her, of course. How, percentage wise, how much are you helping her in terms of the payments on the Ford Fiesta? Uh, it's we're doing half. It's four. It's four twenty-seven a month. But we both do half. And so, what happens if you guys break up? Do you also break up with your car? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It, technically, she bought for me, but technically, you know, it's her car. So if something happens, I'm, I would give her the car. Yeah. So you're going to stay with her a little bit longer than the on and off three years this time. What's the term of the loan? Oh yeah, we yeah this time around we're 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 planning on getting married and staying together the rest of our life. Right on, man. At least for thirty six months. <laughs> At least thirty six months. Right. What's the worst part of the weekend? <laughs> uh, our dogs store a big gigantic hole in our carpet, so now I've got to uh, call someone and pay to have that fixed. Well, l- listen. Uh, Zero Res will clean that carpet. It'll look great. They And they don't use soap. They use powered water. You should look them up. ZeroResTulsa.com. I will. Right on, man. What kind of dog do you have? Puggle. Oh, um, shut your face. That you is amazing. I almost did. <laughs> you should send me pictures of your Puggle. That's adorable. Oh, my God. Oh, sure. Yeah, she's adorable in her in a little pink dress that what? she walks around in. Oh, my God. What is her name? Uh, how does she say her name? Baby. That was hard to come up with, huh? Baby is the name of your puggle? That's what I call her. What is your puggle's name? I'm not sure how to say her name. She's got a, it's a weird name. Spell it for us. Um, it almost sounds like Satorn, but it's not Satorn. Listen. You gave your listen, dog a stripper name? I've only been married. This is my second marriage. I don't know anything about marriage, but if you're going to marry this woman, you probably should know the name of her dog because clearly this is not your dog. You just now it's your dog by proxy. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, my aunt gave it to her, so I'm not a real dog person, but she begged for it, so I was like, "Yeah, you can have her." So, Ooh, so if you guys Very break generous. up, since it was your aunt that gave her the dog, does she get the car, but you get the dog? Nope, she'll get the dog. God, she's got it all. What do you care? You don't even know its name. Right? Right on. All right, man. Ted, have a great week, man. Congratulations you on too. your on your on your roller skate. <laughs> Thank you. Right, See you well, later. That's exactly what it is. He said, I got a new car. I was expecting. Oh, sweet. Charger, Corvette, something like that. You know, midlife crisis car. I got a fiesta. I mean, some people choose functionality. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. And he's driving from Langley to Tulsa every day for work, so he's got a Got to have that gas saver. And I think you should stop judging other people's rides. I can do whatever I want. (laughs) No car. (laughs) Plenty of car. Uh, Runs, just doesn't move. Right, right. (laughs) Best kind, right? It's nothing better than making payments on something you can't drive. (laughs) Absolutely. I love staring at that giant paperweight in my driveway. It goes from A to A. Mm, Not even A to A. Just, it's... Uh, Best, almost got the motor for my Camaro built. Worst, very little sleep this weekend. Uh, best, finally got my vertical PCI Express adapter installed for my video card and looks awesome. Worst, I didn't even pl- get to play any games this weekend. Oh my God, that sucks, man. Uh, if she really loved him, she would have gotten the 350 HP four banger 2017 model. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you buy a Ford Fiesta and you tell me all that, 
You're clearly ashamed of your car. Right, I've got decal stickers on it, though. They're flames. Right. Flame, flame. Flame, Best went to South Texas to be with my grandmother for her birthday. Worst, the long drive back in the storms. Love listening to you guys. Have a marvelous day, Shanna. Thanks, Shanna. Best went to my 30th high school reunion. Saw a lot of people. Worst, got to purge the Facebook friend request from those people who turned out to be idiots. Nice. <laughs> uh, we got tickets to give away for BMMS Fest. We're going to do that when we come back. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Today at 11 a.m., we are going to announce BMMS Fest. And who will be there and what time and how to buy your tickets. Again, BMMS Fest announcement at 11 a.m. today. We're going to give you a pair of tickets right now by playing a game. And we're going to play the one-second game. One second of a famous television show's theme song. If you guess it correctly, you are getting tickets to the soon-to-be-announced BMMS Fest, which we're announcing at 11 a.m. today with the Linja. And I feel like this might be one of the hardest ones we've ever done. Good, because you're getting BMMS BMMS Fest tickets. It should be hard. I know, but I'm worried that it's too hard. Mm. Someone will get it. I mean, it's real hard. Someone will be, someone will get it. Someone will break through? Yeah. They'll be on it. Good morning, you're on the air. What is your name? Good morning, you're on the air. What is your name? Hey, it's Kevin. How's it going, everybody? Kevin, we're good, man. Kevin, uh, I'll play one second. Famous television show's theme song. You name it, you get those tickets. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. I'll play it again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My shot in the dark is, uh, how about Shameless? Shameless. Not correct, Kevin. Have a great day, man. All right, see y'all. See you later, brother. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good, man. Here is your clue for a chance at BMMS Fest tickets. I'll play it again. What is it? Um, my goodness. Um, uh, 30 Rock. I don't know. I have no idea. 30 Rock is incorrect. I'm sorry, Brandon. Have a good day. You too, buddy. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Carmela. Carmela, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, darling. Here is the clue. What show is that from? I'm sorry. I'll play the clue again. You're going to tell me what show it's from. Here it is. What TV show? Oh, Lord. I have no idea. Any guess? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Holy cow, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is incorrect. (laughs) All right, Carmel. Have a great day. Okay, thanks. Good morning. What is your name? Michael. Michael, how are you, sir? Good. How are you guys doing? Good, Michael. Because I like you, I'm going to play the first clue that everyone's heard, and then I'll play an additional clue for you, okay? Awesome. Here it is. Here's the second one. Let me try that again. 
What show? Aqua Teen Hunger Force. My name is... Aqua Teen Teen Hunger Force, or Tween Hunger Force, is correct, man. Great job. You're going to get those tickets to BMMS Fest. We're announcing it at 11 a.m., okay? Awesome. But I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you right now who's playing, but no one else will hear it, okay? Okay, sweet. All right. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, man. Hang on the line, okay? Yeah, it is. Yeah, get on the, hang on the line so Gimpy can get uh, your info. Don't tell anybody else, okay? Okay. All right, buddy, hang on. Pinky promise. The show is awesome. Was. Was. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh, meat rod. <laughs> Frylock. <Yeah. laughs> and then that floating mask, I forget his name, but Frylock and Meatwad, solid. You, have you ever seen it? Oh. No, I never watched it. It's a pretty brilliant show and it's about this fries that's like the devil kind of <laughs> and then a meatball mm-hmm. really a meat wad uh, yeah and that's his name meat wad and then a milkshake yeah <laughs> yeah the milkshake. I remember the t-shirts people wore <laughs> and everybody loved meat wad like he got all the girls yeah for just being a wad of meat <laughs> <laughs> and that weird trashy neighbor that always wore the uh what was his name like carl or something like carl, that yes yeah always had the old stained up wife beater and yeah balding yeah yeah <laughs> I, one of my favorite episodes is when glenn danzig was on it <laughs> what because <laughs> he ain't doing nothing glenn danzig like of the band danzig sam oh duh <laughs> i still don't know who that is you don't know who danzig is no really yeah, maybe maybe you play the song and be like, oh, that song. But yeah, it's- you'll know once you hear Ooh, it. Ooh, I bet she won't. You don't think, huh? Not no, even. No, I got one, it right here. The one. There, well, I mean, I there's like technically it. only one, but uh, yeah, I don't think that she's gonna she's gonna know it at all. I'll play. How much of it do you want, Sam? Just the beginning? <laughs> no, play the chorus. Play, uh, okay. No way. Here, I'll just play the beginning. Mother. I mean, that's, yeah. Is that I, what it is? Next? I said a Danzig mother, didn't I? No, you didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you, know, the, do you know them now? Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Now I know who that is. He's like four feet nothing. Yeah. There's a great video out there of him getting knocked the F out. Getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> he's Glenn Danzig. Just because you're metal doesn't mean you're metal. <laughs> oh, poor and he, buddy. By the way, he's more metal than me. I'm not saying. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You just, you know, just because you are that doesn't mean you're all that for to everyone. Mm-hmm. He oh. just opened his mouth to the wrong person. Okay. It's like, why do they want to pick on him? They're like, just I'm a little sick guy. of you playing that song. <laughs> oh, just because you're itty bitty? He's just been known to have a mouth on him. Mm. He's got to make up for the fact that he's 4'11". Right. <laughs> he's like, I'm short, but I'm sassy. Short, sassy Glenn Danzig <laughs> describes him perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> um, sassy, just call me sassy Glenn. I'm just super sassy because I'm so little. <laughs> My wife and I have been watching this show called Dead to Me, Mm. and it is on Netflix, and it's got Christina Applegate, who you might remember from Married with Children, Mm. and uh, Bad Moms, and she's been in a ton of things. It might be the best show I've ever seen on television. Really? It's just a well-done show. It's got a weird subject matter. The basis of the show is Christina Applegate's husband dies in a hit and run and befriends unknowingly the woman that hit her husband, to help her get through the grieving process. And it's got a bunch of twists and turns in it, and it's just... Sometimes twists and turns in shows can be annoying because you're like, of course that's going to happen. For example, Yellowstone, 
They're in season two. I think the first season was really good. There were some weird moments. And we're on the first episode of season one, uh, season two of Yellowstone. And the main character, played by Kevin Costner, um, you, we've been told he has cancer. And he's walking, falls down, blood coming out of his mouth. And they're, they're doing the vets there, the traveling vet that has a rig, like a real big deal vet, right? And they're like, get him in here. And they take him into the um, vet rig (laughs) and lay him on a table. Kevin Costner, the actor, right, the character that he's playing. And they do an x-ray with everybody right there. And they cauterize his liver in the vet truck. Huh. It felt very far-fetched. Did they now, all have the vest? You know, when you get an x-ray and they're like, are you pregnant? No, and they no, put the thing lead over vest, you? A lead vest? No. Okay. No, none That's of them were pregnant, safe. though. So, Well, none of them were pregnant. <laughs> Good. Still. And I get, safe. like, cowboys are tough. Mm-hmm. But it, just watch that. My wife and I had just kind of a conversation of this wasn't that cheesy, and that happens, and all I can do is feel her staring through me. <laughs> I thought you said this wasn't that cheesy. I was like, damn it. That's what I said. But the movie, the TV show Dead to Me mm-hmm. is they do a good job of like managing not being too cheesy. Yeah. It's really good. She's still a smoke show, man. Yeah. Christina Applegate. What I like about this show too is that normally they doll her up mm-hmm. and this they make her look her age. Well, good. Yeah. She's about my age. I mean, she's got a little leather face happening, mm-hmm. a little wear and tear. Mm-hmm. And they don't they? I yeah. think they make her look honest. Yeah, they do. And I, I actually appreciate that. She's still beautiful. Absolutely. And it's just like a very like raw show. Yes. Because it's about death and like, you know, somebody grieving and it's super like, I imagine how it would be for somebody to go through that. Like one of her things she does is anytime she sees a car with dent damage to the front, she stops, takes a picture and takes the license plate and sends it to the police. And hmm. then yells at people that drive too fast. Because her husband died of a hit and run, and she's jogging. She doesn't want a hit and run to happen, so she'll yell at other people. It's a it's a really good show. If, if you like discovering new shows, I I think it's a it's worth the watch. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. And remember, BMMS Fast announcement at 11 a.m. today. We'll be back. Tulsa's morning show continues next. The Big Man Morning Show. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. I have something I want to try here, and I call it Will Sam Cry. Oh, fun. Are I you love serious? It. I yes. love it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. I hate this. Why? Will Sam Cry. I'm very emotional. I had an emotional weekend. You did. I did. Love yeah. From two different angles, right? Love of her family mm-hmm. getting married. Love because uh, uh, you were celebrating someone you love's father, mm-hmm. right? So yep. yeah, there was a lot of love going on. Yeah, and crying. Right. Yeah. So I don't. I don't like. I don't want to do this that much. So I'm. I'm gonna hit send. <laughs> Gimpy will open it first. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we'll let him see it, and he'll he can wager yes or no. Okay, you ready? Yeah, far away, man. Okay, so Gimpy will open it. And then he will see if he thinks she will cry. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, cry? Mm. There will definitely be a high emotion in there. Faux show. Pitch. But a, a very high-pitched emotion. I do not see it. I don't see her crying. Okay. Though, but so you're I, going no. I'm going to say no on the okay. cry. 
All right. What do you think? Um, I think she's going to. Okay. Because it'll it'll be so much emotion for her. <laughs> Is that the nest at the end? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam, go ahead and describe what you're seeing. This is gonna suck. I know it. Can I wager too? No. <laughs> okay. There's just a room, an empty room with some door that has a window in it, and then oh my god, and a puppy. Oh my God! Is so happy to be scooting along because his back legs don't work. Oh my God! He doesn't even know. Oh my God! Oh my God! That is so cute. Oh, he's so happy. Oh, that's not gonna make me cry. He doesn't know that his back legs don't work. He probably thinks every dog is like that. And he just sees his master and is so happy. Oh my God! The dog is paralyzed, so you've seen a dog drag its hind in across the floor. Oh my this is God. the same thing, yeah. except he doesn't get a vote. <laughs> All right. He's and he's, so he's being picked up from the vet, and he's very happy. He's like, I'm paralyzed, but I'm happy AF. What's up? What's up, master? <laughs> oh, my God. That is so cute. I knew you'd love it I for really sure. But want... I thought. <laughs> I... <laughs> he, and he can't help but go right. He, it's kind of like he starts in one. And he's got, he, kinda, he, he goes on a curve. Oh he almost runs God. into the wall because <laughs> I guess Wade and he's on that right hip. <sighs> oh, my God. It's so sad. No, he's cute. He doesn't even care. He probably thinks every other dog runs like that. That's why he's so happy to see his master. Mm-hmm. Until they take him to the dog park and he sees all the other dogs standing upright, running normally. What kind of torture would it be to take that dog to the dog park? What kind of dick move <laughs> I wouldn't do that would at all. be to take a paralyzed dog to a dog park? See, Listen. this is what you don't get to do. <laughs> right. You just sit there. Guess what? He does one trick. Guess what it is? Sit. Oh. And he's real good at it. Or bang, bang. And he just sits there like, yep. I'm right. I'm not doing This is it. This is the trick. This is the trick. Um, I really want a three-legged dog so bad. I mean, there are like, organizations where you can definitely uh, b- buy a dog. I re- yeah. I just want one with three legs. Why? Because I follow this Frenchie on Instagram, and it's pardon my Frenchie. It's a three-legged Frenchie, and it's so cute when it runs, and I just want a three-legged dog yeah. now. You realize they require more care than the average dog, right? Yeah, that's okay. It'll be like super training for babies. Will it? Yeah. Right, in case she has a one-legged baby. Right. Oh, my God, Gimpy, don't say that. I'm not going to take flamidomide or whatever. Whatever your mom took. Calm down, you two. What are you? T- <laughs> I don't. This was an arm. For real. I'm just saying. A I little don't. A little don't, intense there, Sam. Yeah, I mean. Well, don't wish a one-legged I'm baby. I'm not wishing a one-legged wish baby on you. on you. That's what it sounds like. No. I'm not gonna have a one-legged baby. But if I take better care of a dog that has three legs, then you know, I know babies require more care than dogs do. So a dog that needs more care than the average dog, it would be like super training. You know what's great is later when you're having a case of the Mondays, open this up and watch this dog slide its ass across the floor. It is right. You just like that's pretty awesome. He's very happy. Oh my god! It takes him a long time, by the way, to get to the door. He does. His name's Boogie. Is it Boogie or Scooty? I don't know. Right, because he just boogies across the floor. Yeah, because the in the link it says Boogie likes Scooty. Scooty, scoot for your life. Okay. Yeah, we'll post this so you guys can see it because it's a pretty funny video. But did it make Sam cry? No. No. All right, well, I'll try harder. Uh, All right, we'll take a break, and here's Pop and Balls to the Wall Sports.
Arkansas Drillers are rolling into the Texas League All-Star break with some momentum. Chris Parmley, DJ Peters at RBI singles in the eighth inning as the Drillers beat the Sod Poodles from Amarillo 5-3 at 1-0 field yesterday. Tulsa, after a 6-1 homestand, is 5-1 in the second half. Last year, the Drillers went into the All-Star break with a 4-1 record and route to capturing the pennant sticking with baseball a woman at dodger stadium was taken to a hospital sunday for precautionary tests after being struck in the head by a foul ball from cody bellinger former driller during the first inning of the game with the dodgers and the rockies the young woman was sitting four rows from the field along the first baseline just beyond the protective netting that extends to the end of the visiting dugout she was hit by a sharp line drive by bellinger who uh, checked on her between innings. She stayed and then left and went to the hospital. They said that she is okay. Now, this incident is not what sparked this, but the White Sox and the Nationals recently announced that they will extend their netting all the way to the foul poles after that young girl was hit earlier this season there in Houston. Kawhi Leonard will decline his Raptors 2019-2020 player option worth $21.3 million, becoming an unrestricted free agent, according to Yahoo!, According to Yahoo, Leonard is believed to be seriously reconsidering signing back with Toronto, the Raptors being the only team who can offer him a max contract, five years, $190 million. Handful of teams could secure meetings with him, including the Clippers. To college, where tonight we have the opening game of the College World Series finale that features Vanderbilt and Michigan so that gets underway tonight. College World Series, the Wolverines will play for their first championship since 1962. And the United States women play Spain today in the knockout round, round of 16 in the Women's World Cup. That game will start at 11 a.m. That's False Little Wall Sports. Jeremy Poplin, 975. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. And we are going to make an announcement for BMMS Fest today at 11 a.m. So be listening for that. We'll announce who's playing, when it is, and how to get your tickets. 11 a.m. today for the announcement for BMMS Fest. Uh, at this time on Mondays, we like to talk to our listeners because they are awesome. And today we're talking with Justin. Hi, Justin. How are you? Good. How are you, Corbin? I'm good, man. Justin is just shy of 30 years old. Married, two kids, and uh, how old are your kids? I'm oh, sorry. Actually, one kid. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I misread that. It's my fault. Married for two years, and you had your first kid together in March. Uh, and how's that it's been? It's been good, man. He's uh, a lot of fun. How much Pretty sleep? Easy to handle. How much sleep are you getting? Uh, I sleep uh, about six hours, and then I get up at 4 a.m. and take care of him before I go to work. Give her a little bit of a break, right? Yes. Oh, that's good. Who How many it? blowouts have you had? Uh, none, actually. Nice. Nice. Well, you're you're due, so don't worry. Um, <laughs> and you were in the Air Force. How long were you in the Air Force? I was in just shy of three years. What caused you or made you want to be in the Air Force, and what did you do in the Air Force? So I was in ROTC in high school, and I always wanted to just get out of California. I couldn't stand the state anymore and uh, i was actually supposed to go in the army uh, i had all the paperwork set and was getting ready to go in uh, i went in one day to sign my MEPS paperwork and my army recruiter was having a pretty bad day 
we got to talking and, uh, and basically found out he was getting deployed for the fifth time to Iraq after he was promised to be stateside for a year. And uh, so he told me, hey, man, you scored way too high on the test. He said, come watch this video. We watched the movie uh, Kurt Locker when he was destroying the bombs. And he said, this is uh, what we're going to give you a hundred grand to do, build bombs and take bombs apart. He said, who do you think they want to kill first? You or the uh, infantry? Uh, yeah, they'd probably want to kill me. He goes, great. Go next door to go to the Air Force. You're too smart for the Army. Wow. Jeez. So it's aggressive. He talked you out of being in the army. Yeah, and out of a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> well, I think that's definitely one way to look at it. I think your life is what he talked <laughs> to you to, but yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, and so, what did you do in the air force? So I dealt with uh, combat communications. We we dealt with servers, networks, uh, ran everything on the base, and uh, anything that needed communications, telephones, radios, computers, you name it. And how long were you in? Uh, just shy of three years. Oh, that's right. You said that. And did you ever serve overseas? I did not. I was stateside up in Seattle the entire time. And it says here that you got PTSD, is, and that's why you got discharged. Correct. It, so, now, let me ask you a question. Out of complete ignorance, based on the evidence you've given us, you got PTSD from installing networks and stuff? Well, so what the military labeled it is they had me, I was supposed to go to Japan. And prior to going, you have to go through, like, psyche valves. And as I was going through the psyche valve, they had noticed that I had some severe depression. And they said it was uh, based on the weather in Washington that I wasn't used to completely dark skies and gloomy weather it makes people depressed and suicidal. And so they went through, like, this big psyche valve. It took, like, six months. And by the end of it, they were like, hey, man, uh, we're going to diagnose you with PTSD, anxiety, depression, and... Uh, you got 30 days to get out of the military. Here's $20,000 to say you're out or you can sit and fight it. And I said, 20 grand sounds nice. I'll take that and go. And wow. so you left Washington, the state of Washington, which, by the way, I've had friends that have moved there, and the same thing happened to them. It's just such a weird place if you've never been there before. It is dark a lot. But you go where after being discharged? Uh, so I stayed in Washington for about six months, and... Uh, I tried to get a job at Microsoft up there in Redmond with my IT and Microsoft search. But uh, due to my medical discharge, it had said that I needed to take 24 months off of work. So Microsoft was like, hey, after that passes, give us a call. We'll go from there. So I moved back to California. Thought I'd find some IT work out there, and that just fell through. Where in California? Uh, I grew up in San Bernardino, but we like to call it San Bernardino. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, and so you're there, and you go, I can't find work. And then tell me how you get to Oklahoma. So uh, I got fed up of trying to find jobs out there, odds and ends. And yeah, you can't. <laughs> hold on, brother. Hold on one second, man. We've got to remind everybody you can't swear. That is, uh, you caught me too as I was across the room getting a drink of water. Uh, you can't swear because we're live on the radio, and, and it's okay. You caught up in the moment, and I'm, I actually take it as a compliment that you were uh, you're that comfortable with this that you felt you could get away with that. So, uh, no worries, man. Just try to watch what you say, okay? Yeah, no problem. All right, go ahead. Uh, so, anyways, I thought I'd try to get my life together, and uh, I had been thinking about some different destinations away from family where nobody I knew was at, and I went to a few Greyhound stations, a couple uh, train stations, and just asked 
like the drivers and some places that they had known. It was uh, like a touristy area. I lived in Biloxi, Mississippi with the military for a few years, and I wanted Midwest. And uh, a common destination was Destin, Florida, and Branson, Missouri. So I just happened to pick Branson and went there. That's weird because Destin, Florida is gorgeous. Yeah, I just wasn't a big fan of Florida. <laughs> I can understand that. I can understand that. But nothing like, you know, you know, uh, uh, what's the uh, Yakov Smirnoff Theater can just, you know, lure people in. So what did you do in Branson? So I sold timeshare out of there for about three and a half years. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you poor, Whoa. poor soul. It was fun, man. Stop, stop. Do you still work for them? Is that why you're saying that? Right. Are you like, oh, no, I can I get you guys a good deal if you want to come here? What was fun about uh, selling timeshares? So uh, I got to go to a different city every week during the spring and, the, uh, and in the fall. We went to uh, different trade shows, home and garden shows to sell people to come to Branson and get to see different places, have your per diem paid, everything paid, all expenses. I mean, What's better than traveling and having fun just talking to people and selling stuff? Were you good at it? Well, I was. I mean, I wasn't their number one, but I wasn't their bottom agent. Right, which is definitely nice. <laughs> What's the one of the better shows to go see in Branson? Uh, my favorite show was the show Six. It's uh, six guys. They're all brothers. There's actually eight of them, but uh, they sing acapella. I got to be honest, not. that's not what wow. I was expecting you to say. Um, but while you're in Branson, that's where you met your wife, right? Correct. Where did you meet her in Branson? At the Titanic exhibit? Uh, no, we went to Andy Williams Theater. I had a friend of mine had called me and said, hey, I got some family coming in town. And uh, since we get free tickets and so we can get friends and family in, they asked me to get some tickets for some of their cousins. So I said, sure. And I went down there and... Uh, funny story is i actually had a girlfriend at the time who happened to be there and uh what is now my wife ended up sitting to my left and we kind of bumped arms a couple times there was a little bit of a an odd connection and the next day i found her on social media and started talking to her hold on oh! hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on bag of scum that is amazing all right so you were there with your girlfriend correct and how elbows. long? And how long had you been with your girlfriend? Uh, we were on and off again for about two years. And so you sit next to this other woman who, based on, I'm just going to make an assumption, she was way hotter than your girlfriend. Absolutely, bigger, better deal. Yeah, up, you know, upgrade. Get out of that Ford what? Fiesta. Yeah. Uh, and so you <laughs> rub elbows and make a connection. Explain that to me. Maybe tell me a little bit more about that because I want to know what that what that connection was for you. Yeah, so, I mean, it was nothing like I had ever felt. Uh, it felt <laughs> like I had, it, it sounds cliche, but it felt like I had known her for a long time. And uh, all off of just like a, an elbow bump, basically. So and, you, uh, wait, hold on, pause. You literally just touch elbow skins together and you're like, wow, I've never had this feeling with another human. Correct. Wow. Okay. And so the evening ends the next day. You're like, bye, Felicia, to your girlfriend. You go home and just stalk her, and then I went to work uh, the next day. Yeah, and then you stalked her and what? Sent her a message. What did that message say? 
Uh, I just said, hey, sorry I didn't say goodbye from the show last night. I had to run uh, and get her home. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, it's okay, you know. I wish you would have came out to the house and we had a party. And I was like, yeah, I should have came out. Wait, hold on, hold on. Because it's his friend's cousin, so that's why. Oh, it's his friend's cousin. Oh, that's how. Okay, okay. That's not as odd then. Okay, question. When did you break up with your girlfriend? Was it that night and then you were contacting her after you broke up? Or like how how much longer were you with your girlfriend? So that's an even funnier story. Uh, My girlfriend at the time was suicidal a lot. And uh, so this happened Saturday night. We met. Right. Where was the humor there? Yeah, that's not funny. (laughs) I'm sorry. Where was the humor there about her being suicidal? I kind of missed it. Funny story. She wanted to kill herself. (laughs) Saturday night, we we met at the show. Sunday, I was at work all day, and I ended up playing. Okay. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hold on one second. Hold on. He said she had. Yeah, she oh, had. Oh, she had. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to make sure. Hold on one second, man. <laughs> Better say Yeah, I, I, you, I thought I heard the S word again there. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So you pulled a double. Start the story again. You pulled a double. Yep. She started texting me, fighting with me. I don't even remember what it was about. And uh, we stopped talking probably three hours before I got home. And uh, on my way home, I stopped to pick up some McDonald's. Got home, the radio was full blare, lights were out. I went to the bathroom, sat down, I put a food next to her, and like tapped her leg and was like, hey, food's here. I went outside to have a smoke. I came back in and was like, man, that music is really loud and she's not waking up. I turned the music off and flipped the lights on and she had left a suicide note, popped a bunch of pills. So I had to call 911. They came out, and then uh, they said that if I had taken even a couple more minutes, she wouldn't have been alive. And uh, after that, she contacted me two weeks later when she woke up from the coma, and I was like, hey, I packed up all your stuff and sent it to your mom's. You! Oh, my God! First of all... there's a lot there. There's a lot right there. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I don't think he said it. He wasn't... He was saying... I don't hear him laughing. That, first of all, that had to have been crazy traumatic. It was the second time. It actually had happened. We met in April, so this had happened on December 23rd as well. And uh, I thought, you know, first time I thought I would stay, try to make things work, see if I can help her out. And then clearly when we went for it a second time, I was like, hey, this is a sign. You know, I met somebody. There was a connection. It's got to be a sign that uh, it's time to move on. While she was in the coma, did you go on a date with this other girl? No, because she went back to Oklahoma. And, okay. uh, but we did start talking. We talked for six weeks before I saw her again. Did you, did you send any nudies or did she send any nudies to you in that two week time where your other girlfriend was in a coma? No, we never did. Wow. I did write a 36 page letter though. Damn son. To who? To, uh, my now wife. I wrote a 36 page letter over six weeks. Did she? Okay. Um, why? <laughs> just. Telling her about my life, getting to know me, and uh, falling in love over six weeks. 36, each other. 36 pages? Yep, we still have the letter in my house. Hold on, hold on. So you sent a letter every six weeks for six weeks, and it ultimately became 36 pages, or you sent six 36-page letters? No, I wrote 36 pages through the entire six okay. weeks. And when she came out there to see me after six weeks, I gave it to her all at once. Oh, my, my God. God. That's a lot to take in. So she today I, I had Chipotle. Like, I, that is. It's like you, that Friends episode where you, he's reading the, she's reading the letter. Hold on, I'm still reading. 
Wow. Um, did you hand it to her and did she read it immediately or was this just bedtime reading where it was like, I'm going to do five pages tonight, five pages the next day? No. So actually, uh, she, since we hadn't actually hung out in person and all we had did was talk, uh, she actually had a hotel in town. I got her a hotel because she didn't feel comfortable staying at my house yet. And so we got to know each other. So she came over, I cooked dinner, we hung out, and then I gave her the letter that night and uh, kind of hoped that, hey, if I see her tomorrow, then I know we're good. Wait. Okay. I have so many questions. What was your mindset for doing the letter? Uh, honestly, I didn't know at the time. It just felt like the right thing. Like, uh, you know, I was tired of people always using text and Facebook and social media to, to communicate with people. And I was like, man, back in the day, we used to write letters to tell people how we felt and what we were thinking about. And I said, you know, she makes me feel like I want to go back to back in the day and what chivalry and love was. So I said, I'm just going to straight drop down. And, and just, <laughs> oh, sorry. Stop sneezing I on air. Sneeze. I apologize. Um, okay. So you write this letter and what was her initial reaction? Uh, she thought it was sweet. She's like, thanks for the homework as I go back to read this in my hotel room. Right. And so you put in, like, you know, obviously I, I'm not going to ask for specific details, but w what kind of events or things did you put in there that you were worried about? Uh, so I talked to her about, like, my military experiences, my family, and how I don't talk to my family at all. And uh, just a lot of, like, childhood things that happened to me and a lot of things that had happened with my ex. Just kind of laid it all out there. Okay. But so, so this is what I'm guessing. I'm just going to make an assumption. I'm guessing you were like, I like this girl. I'm going to show all my baggage at once. And if she can deal with that, then I think this is the one. Yeah, you could say that. You're like, update, girlfriend ex still in coma. Don't know what's happening there. <laughs> Comma, how about you? What's your day? Also, was this, was this letter double-spaced? A texter wants to know. <laughs> Was it double-spaced, uh, or, or did you no, do it on loose-leaf no. paper and just rip them out of the spiral notebook? It was ripped out of a spiral notebook, yeah. Because you were kicking it old times, did you get a quill and some ink and parchment? No. Okay. Did you fold it up all did fancy? Did you roll it up? Did you scroll it up? <laughs> Pull this I tab. I thought, like, I thought about folding it uniquely, but I was like, man, a lot of pages here. That's not going to uh, fold very easy. Just right. I just folded it up in a rectangle. 36 wow. handwritten pages. I have a question. We're getting some texts that people were shocked that when your uh, ex-girlfriend came out of her coma, you said, hey, your stuff's at your mom's. Like, that felt a little um, abrasive. Cold. Right. It definitely was. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the more cold fact about it was her mom was actually dying of cancer at the same time. Oh, my Damn. God. Let's you're kind of a douche. <laughs> you're okay, listen, buddy. Listen. You're kind of a douche. A little bit. Like, I, you found uh, you your know, girlfriend. No. <laughs> <laughs> how is your girl? Do, you know how you say one more douche thing? <laughs> you go, well, then I'm a douche. <laughs> I love Wait, it, man. So, but, Keep calm and chive on, bro. I love it. Was in your 36 letter that, like, hey, my girlfriend's in a coma and her mom's dying of cancer just dropped off the stuff at her house her mom's too sick to move it hope it gets out of the rain Still on the porch. right <laughs> and i told um, her p.s i told her that her stuff's there but you know i love you you're better than her and was your girl like okay with that so we also talked every day so she kind of already knew ahead of time of what was going on i called her the day after and we talked on the phone for a few hours 
after she had attempted suicide. And she, at the time, she kept telling me, you know, if you're going to go through with this and you're going to go ahead and break up with her and, you know, officially like settle things with her, she's like, you need to take some time for yourself before you try to jump in another relationship, maybe go out and date some other people. Because uh, my wife's older than me. So she was like, hey, you know, I don't, you know, I don't want you to feel like you have to jump in anything. She's like, just take your time. So she knew ahead of time, even before the letter, that her mom was dying of cancer. And I still went and visited her mom up until I moved out of Oklahoma or out of Missouri. Until you said bye. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm getting a little confused on the data here. So you were dating a girl, met this other girl, girl that you were dating, attempts to kill herself, goes to the hospital, and is in a coma. Correct. And while she's in coma, you talk to this new girl that you like a lot, um, write War and Peace, and then you <laughs> pack all the girlfriend stuff up, and when she wakes up, like, <sighs> you're like, bitch, see ya. Oh, by the way, her mom's dying of cancer as well. And all your stuff is on your mom's porch. She's probably super sick right now. I, well, I was nice enough and left it in her truck, but yeah. Well, you know, don't want it to get wet. I don't know if that gets you. And it's very confusing as a guy who wanted to be so chivalrous also did all that. He's like, starting now, I'm a good person. Like, starting now. Well, now. Now. Starting now. now. Wait, hold on. Now. This relationship now. between me and her was really, really bad. Uh, multiple times that she tried to commit suicide. Right. You know, multiple times that she just not do anything except for stay at home and be severely depressed. You know, when I was gone traveling, she was spending the money. Yeah, but as someone who had severe depression enough that, you know, you got out of the military for it, couldn't you, I guess, sympathize and recognize what was going on, that it wasn't something you did, she wasn't being lazy, it was like something that was going on in her brain? I think that's why I stayed for two and a half years with her, is to try to help her. Like, hey, you know, I was able to find ways naturally to cope with myself, so I had tried that for so long and so much. But at the same time as... You know, she was an ex-addict for years, so we had battled that addiction many times. We had battled, you know, her abusing her um, pills for her anxiety and depression. You yeah. know, she was, it was just one thing after another with her. And, uh, I mean, her diagnosis was uh, bipolar and, uh, um, what is it? I don't want to say schizophrenia, but... Uh, on the blank on what it is. That's okay. So basically, mood swings. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you can understand the optics on what you're saying make it look like a woman in probably the worst situation of her life, you left her high and dry. I think that's what the optics are. I'm sure there's more to it. I would like to think that you're not that person that while she's at, you know, the 11th hour, you just, you know, abandon her. You see her an exit. You're like, ooh, better deal. Yeah. No, I mean, I get what you're saying. Um, all right. You said your wife is much older than you. How much older than you? My wife just turned 35 this year. Okay. That's not that That's not that big swing. That's not that big of a swing. Um, are you, an, you mentioned your ex was an addict. Are you an addict? No. Um, and it says here that you were arrested when you were in the Air Force, I'm guessing? Yes. What happened? So uh, back when Spice first came out, they had actually made it legal for the military in 2009 to go ahead and smoke it. And then about two uh, weeks later, they no. were... Wrong. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold Wrong. on, hold on. I, I was in the mil- military in 2009, and it was this big initiative that even though it was legal, you could not smoke it, and they would test you for it, and e- it was legal because it was at convenience stores, but it was this huge thing that they're like, we have 
you know, drug tests for this. You cannot smoke spice. You cannot have any mind-altering drugs while you're in the military. So it was not legal for military so that people. Came out, well, that came out about two weeks after this incident happened. So basically what happened is, is a bunch of us were at a dorm party. It was a friend of ours' birthday party. And we had two big hookah pipes. And so the NPs that drove by thought it was spice and marijuana. So they stopped and talked to us and ended up arresting all of us in the room because he didn't believe us. He didn't actually take the aluminum off and verify what it was. He just took us all into jail. And so you got arrested for spice. Uh, the theory of spice. So uh, the long story short is, is in the cop car, a bunch of us, you know, we're all drunk. We're talking to the cop, messing around with them. And we started asking him, hey, you know, the handcuffs put a different uh, perspective on the bedroom now that you're a cop. You know, what about these batons and blindfolds? You know, does that change everything up? And the cop got more and more upset. So uh, instead of him calling our first sergeant like he was supposed to when we got there, he waited two to three hours and then called our first sergeant. Then commander who came down, uh, they asked to see the evidence. They opened it up and my commander was like, hey, man, my son smokes that. It's hookah. Uh, let him go. So on the way back, our commander was talking to us, and he said, hey, you know, we're in the communication squadron. You guys are welcome to get even however you please. Just do not cause too much damage. So basically, we just shut his entire account access off so he wasn't able to check his emails, access his computer. He couldn't do anything. He couldn't even write a traffic ticket if he wanted to. Wow. How long did you let that happen for? Off and on for two weeks. Because you did something Off and wrong? On for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Works one day, the next day it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, he would call in and try to get the ticket escalated. Our our uh, commander would just be like, hey, you know, we're backed up right now. We've got 240 tickets. We're merging two bases together. It's a little bit difficult for us to get to this. It's a low priority. Wow. That is, you have a crazy story, my man. That is a lot Thank of you. stuff going on. I don't know if that was a compliment. That's a lot of stuff going on, man. You kind of told a couple of douchey stories like, hey, I messed up and I made somebody else punish for my mess up. Well, we didn't really mess up in the Air Force. We were smoking hookah. It's totally illegal. Right, hookah. He messed up for arresting us. Thinking it was spice, yeah. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Justin, we've run out of time, man. We didn't even get to some of the other things we wanted to talk about. But good luck with your kid and, and, and take care of your wife and stuff. And, and uh, have a great day, man. All right. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate being on the show. You guys have a great day. You too, Justin. See you later. That's our listeners are awesome. We have to take a break. We'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show. The Big Man Morning Show. The assault continues next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Thanks to Justin. Our listeners are awesome. It was awesome. It was totally awesome. I think so. I don't know why people think awesome is always a good thing. <laughs> no, awesome is, you know, can be weird and strange just as long as you're like, wow. Awesome is the degree of, mm -hmm. right? Of whatever. So for me, it was awesome. Uh, Jeff Hensley is going to join us. If you have a question about your divorce, he'll be in the studio in about 20 minutes. So get your question over to me, show at KMOD.com. I love going to B-dubs. Oh, yeah. Totally. I love their little potato wedge things, their little circle potato things. Mm -hmm. <sighs> their hot wings, mm. their beer selection, watching sports. I love going there. When I saw this headline, it freaked me out. Won't stop me from going, though. 
The headline is, Live Rat Fell from Ceiling onto Buffalo Wild Wings Customer's Table. Oh, my God. (laughs) Damn. Damn. Uh, It happened in, apparently, Los Angeles. She was celebrating her birthday and watching the World Cup. Quote, we're having an adult beverage. We hadn't even ordered yet. We hear a noise. Our eyes go up, and all of a sudden, a rat falls down. It's disgusting. It was alive. Its heart was still beating. How would you know? Right. It lands on his back as the rat's like, uh, uh. Ratatouille just trying to go to work, make those buffalo wings. Damn. Apparently diners were in shock and the waitress stood aside as the manager picked up the rat with two plates and bagged it. The manager later blamed the rat on nearby construction and the location was closed for proper remediation, uh, cleaning and sanitizing. Uh, her meal was comped. She says she's not satisfied. Quote, I'm feeling like I'm done with Buffalo Wild Wings. She says the city's given the restaurant an A health rating. Um, I I can understand there's some PTSD there. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I'm not blaming you on that, right? That's a crazy event for an animal to fall from the ceiling onto your table. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, the animal being a rat. Yeah, but that could happen literally anywhere. Anywhere. It could happen at your house. Sure. Well, I mean, it's not going to fall through the ceiling at my house. I mean, I don't have a drop ceiling, but I see what you're (laughs) saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the construction line isn't an unfair statement. No, no, because when when you're doing new construction like that, you're stirring up all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff, whether it be rodents or insects or whatever. Hell, when we had the house built, you know, those uh, exterminators come by. Hey, um, you know, we want to spray for you, do this and that and the other. I'm like, nah, we're good. He's like, well, do you know, what do you know about new construction? Well, I know if the bugs get in my house, I'll squash them. But that's about it. Right. Well, like when when you have a neighbor, Mm -hmm. like let's say Sam lives in a condo scenario. Mm -hmm. If your neighboring person moves out, you will get bugs. Absolutely, because they got to go somewhere. Well, they're rustling up everything. When moving up, they'll move boxes and everything. They're rustling everything up. So the bugs will then go find a new place. Construction, it's the same way. They're rustling everything up. So they, they tend to move into new places or look for a new place or get scared of the noise or whatever the reason. Mm. It's not an uncommon thing. It's not impossible. I mean, if they could not have rats, <laughs> the rat travel into the building and then fall through at that exact moment onto her plate. Yeah. Just unfortunate circumstances. Has a rat falling does not indicative of they have a rat infestation problem. No. Could just be passing through and on if, its way, you know, somewhere else. If if like maybe six fell at the same time, then you got a bit of a problem. For sure. Yeah, but that looks like a chubby ass rat that's definitely well, enjoying some food. Rats are chubby. Yeah, it's not a mouse. It's a rat. Rats yes. are bigger. I don't know the difference between the two. Oh, there's a huge Ooh, difference. Yeah. You know a rat when you see it. Yeah, dirty rat. You know a dirty rat when you see one. <laughs> That's an ass, eh? See how big it is? How Tails, for yeah, sure. Yeah, the tail is definitely. Tail's always a giveaway. Mm-hmm. These big. are cute. No, they're big. not. I'm looking at some cute rats. Well, there's an ugly rat. Okay, I guess only baby rats are cute. When they're grown, they're pretty disgusting. Naked mole rats are pretty awesome, too. I had a friend who had one, a naked Why? mole rat as a pet. A lot of oh. people keep rats as pets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one's like totally, I mean, it's naked mole rat. So, I mean, it was it was no fur at all whatsoever. And it, it looked like a penis with legs, to be honest with you. I don't even want to touch those. Those look so disgusting. <laughs> <coughs> naked Sorry. mole rats. Right. Um, and I'm surprised the whole meal comp thing. Like, hey, we comped her meal. Mm-hmm. I mean, she hadn't ordered yet. 
You mean you paid for her soda? Paid for her drinks, yeah. And I don't know if they would, they should give her anything other than that. But to me, that is definitely an environment where you go, hey, why don't you come back? Your next meal's on us. That makes sense. Right? Let us figure this out because this isn't normal for us. And come back. We'd like to give, give us another shot. We'd like to prove to you. Mm-hmm. That we're not disgusting. We don't have rats. Y- yes. Promise. Rat-free lunch. I mean, what I like about when you go eat at a uh, restaurant where they do that type of health system, where they grade the restaurant out front, you know going in if they're clean. Like, when you go to a restaurant in California, it has a letter on the front of the building. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. That mean, if it's an A, that means they've met all the requirements. That doesn't mean they're clean, like they're 100% clean. That's damn near impossible. But they have meet all, they've met all the requirements per the code. Mm-hmm. And Honest- then there are places that have B's and C's or whatever. Now you look at that, you're like, why would I go in there? It holds the businesses more accountable. But do you look at every... I honestly think that if a restaurant's open, that they've passed all that stuff. I never Here you do. It. But there, it's late. It's, it has to be clear yeah. to see on the way in. Yeah, yeah. I guess I just never paid attention. I just figured they're open, they're clean. They passed no. all their things. No, you can stay open as a restaurant with infractions. Yeah, you just got X amount of time to fix them. Or else, you know, you'll... You, I don't know. You, you don't get cited for it. You know they. Could you can shut get you cited down. for it and stay open. Mm-hmm. Gross. So yeah. like, we found bugs in your kitchen. You have six weeks to get them out. No, you have six weeks to do something about it. Right. Get Show you're doing diligence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gross. And Instead if you just... don't, here's a ticket. That doesn't mean they're going to shut them down. It's Yuck. a misconception to think just because somebody's open uh-huh. that they're a hundred percent clean or they've met all the requirements. They probably did initially. Yeah. But now they don't have to the routine of things. They've had right. the restaurant for a year coming in later. You are living in a fantasy <laughs> land. If you think a restaurant or your house is absent of bugs, we are in Oklahoma. There's bugs everywhere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they get in your house and they get into the pantry and they get into the cabinets. If you leave a, if you're one of those people that leaves your cake on the counter and doesn't cover it, even if you cover it, bugs have crawled on it. Your yeah. cake is your not cake. safe. <laughs> But it, that's what I love about those places. So to me, yeah, that's, though traumatic for sure, that could happen to anyone. Oh, yeah. I love them wings, though. All right. Mm-hmm. They're fries, too. Uh, all right. We got to take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show continues next. next. The Big Man Morning Show on Tulsa's Rock Station 97.5 KMOD. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. Oh. What'd she do this time? I just. Like, are you? I'm. I'm serious. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I just made my eyes water really bad. Well, yeah, it got you square on the bridge of your nose. Oh my god! Did you punch yourself in the face, Sam? No, I like opened my headphones to put them on my noodle, and it slipped out of my hands and just knocked me right in the nose. That's funny. Oh God. I'm good. Uh, we are on the verge. I think of Sam getting points. You think so, for huh? The, yes. For the, oh, for the death pool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let, let me give some context here. Uh, yesterday, Dog the Bounty Hunter posted that he needed prayers because his wife has been put into a medically induced coma. Now, typically, they put someone in a medically induced coma when they're in a ton of pain. Make them comfortable. Yeah, it makes them comfortable. It allows for healing to continue. Um, and so there's this is a very concerning thing. That's happening. 
And Sam's very excited. <laughs> I know. I don't care. <laughs> a little exchange yesterday via text message was was quite hilarious. Yeah, well, I saw what Settle. happened. I saw what happened. <laughs> and so I shared it with you guys because I was like, huh? I always love when we get to tease each other about potential points. Yeah. And when it's Sam's, I know it's even more entertaining because she gets very excited when someone dies. Yeah. Especially if I win, if they die. Right. Despite others' losses, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, well, this is a competition for points. So, sorry, yeah. dog. And by the way, I did what he asked. Right. It, it, dog the bounty hunter said, please pray. And so Sam said, I'm saying a prayer. And I said, I don't think it's for her to die. I don't think that's what he meant. And her answer was. He wasn't specific. <laughs> he has a point. He was ex- exactly right. Right, right. And for someone who loves karma, you the, you like to fling, fling it out there. Yeah, but I also love to win. So I would, it would what feel good. What do you have, love more, karma or winning? I mean, currently, probably winning because I'm not winning at our other stuff, so I would just like to have one. If you, two-time reigning champ would be huge. Yeah. We need a trophy because I need a trophy. Do we need a trophy for that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, whoever wins, like, on the league can add something to it. And okay. It just gets bigger and I'll taller I'll leave that on your – as the current champion, that can be your responsibility. Boom. Oh, and I can make my own trophy for last year? No. Well, you make Which the trophy, and then it will start with you. Huh. But, okay, but if I won it this year, will I be the yeah. two-time reigning champ this year? Yes. On the trophy. Yes. So it'll say Sam Sam. Okay. Oh, Sam Sam. Yes. Sam Sam. Sam Sam. That, oh, that's going to be epic. I'm going to do that. Uh, in the other room is Jeff Hensley. He's going to join us in the studio. We've got uh, your questions to answer about divorce or custody or guardianship or adoption. He'll be in here. Here's Pop. Martin Truex Jr. won the NASCAR Cup Series race at Sonoma Raceway for the second straight year Sunday, holding off teammate Kyle Busch for his fourth victory of the season. Truex won the for the fourth time in the last eight-point paying races, earning his 23rd career victory and extending the team's impressive season. Joe Gibbs Racing and the Toyota teammates finished 1-2 for the seventh time in their careers. A University of Connecticut official says the school is working to leave the American Athletic Conference and return to the Big East for basketball and other sports. The official confirmed Sunday that there had been talks with the Big East but said they were not aware of any invitation that had been extended. The AP reported on this, as did Yahoo, and the school released a statement saying it's in our best responsibility to always be mindful of what's in the best interest of our student-athletes and fans. That being said, we are still members of the American Athletic Conference. Conference bylaws require UConn to pay $10 million in withdrawal fees and give 27 months' notice before leaving. But those who said... Uh, in this report to Yahoo, said that the UConn football team would not be allowed to remain in the AAC for football beyond 19 and the 20 season because the Big East is essentially just a basketball conference. Moving to baseball, where a little dust up in the Mets dugout, well, and not even in the dugout, in the press conference after the game yesterday, where the Mets had to officially apologize to reporters and their fans after their manager and one of the players went after a reporter for the New York Post there inside the locker room, including one report saying that a player told him that he would F him up. I'll knock you the F out 
one one of the players to one of the reporters from the New York Post. The Mets did release a statement said that they did apologize and that that reporter should feel like that he is still welcome to participate there at the ballpark while continuing to cover the New York Mets moving forward. And Kawhi Leonard looks like he will decline his player option for the Raptors and become an unrestricted free agent where he could re-sign for five years and $190 million. That's Balls to the Wall Sports. Jeremy Poplin, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Announcing BMMS Fest today at 11. Make sure you're listening for that announcement. And joining us in the studio, like he does on Mondays at this at this time, is Jeff Hensley. Hi, Jeff. Hey, good morning. Jeff, I'm writing down who's going to be at uh, BMMS Fest so you can see. Just don't, cool. say, just don't say it on the air, please. Oh, very nice. That's exciting. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. Thanks for doing that. I would. I'm not going to be anywhere near a radio at 11 o'clock. So that's that's great. So well, thank you. Know, you. I'm sorry it wasn't enough for you to want to be near a radio. <laughs> no, it's what not. What do you got, like court or something? <laughs> right. What are you, a lawyer or something? <laughs> right. Uh, actually, Jeff is a lawyer, and he can help with divorce or custody or spousal support or any of those things. And and you can call with your question right now at four six zero K M O D four six zero. KMOD, and we actually got one text in. It says, I'm 27, and my parents got divorced when I was 13. Yeah. My dad remarried, and I moved in with him full-time when I was 16. Yeah. I haven't physically seen my biological mother since I was 16. She has only tried to contact me four or five times in the past seven or eight years. I really want nothing to do with her, though. All that being said, is it possible to have my stepmother adopt me, so to speak? I want her to be my second legal guardian beside my dad. Well, I mean, legal guardianship would be over at this point since he's 27, at least from the underage side of it. Um, yeah, I mean, we could do an adult guardianship. I mean, or excuse me, adult adoption. It, it's a little strange because I, I'm assuming that he's got his dad's name. Um, and typically what we do is, is that uh, when you do an adult adoption, you're doing it so you can be in that person's line as far as lineage for when they pass away or something like that um at 27 that's an interesting question at 27 there's no legal there, yeah, guardian or legal parent i mean no at that no point, no, right? no you're, you're an adult i mean the only time you would have a guardian is if you were incapacitated or right. something like that let yeah. me ask you a scenario then let's say dad her this his or her dad's gone not in, in around anymore right and something happens to this person medically would they resort to this mother he hasn't seen or she hasn't seen in a long time, or would they go to the stepmother who he's been around or she's been around for well, a long if, time? If you're an adult, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't work that way when you're an adult. Okay, so that, like, for example, if I if I weren't married and something happened to me, they wouldn't call my parents on the other side of the state to ask what's going to happen per se. And, and especially, you know, if he's got a legal directive or or uh, something like that, telling people what he needs to do, or you know, if he's in a relationship and. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to handle that. I mean, theoretically, could it be done, the adoption? Sure. I mean, if that's what makes him happy and that's what he wants, we, we could do that. Um, it, it's an interesting, weird question, but, you know, that's fine. That's what we deal in. That's what we like. So, um, yeah, I mean, we give me a call. We could look into it. I don't, I don't see why the adoption couldn't happen. Uh, it's an interesting question. Let's go to Josh has a question about custody. Hi, Josh. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. What do you have for uh, Jeff Hensley of Hensley & Associates? Well, I uh, 
have three children with my ex, and she's got custody, and I get them every other weekend. Okay. And my youngest is 13, and she, I just took them back last night. She didn't want to go. She wants to stay with us and, and move in with us. I want to know, what do I have to do to go about that? Well, I mean, what we would have to do is file a motion to modify based upon the child voicing a preference. Now, we've talked about this before. Let's let's recap real quick for everybody. Just because a child says, hey, I want to live with you, doesn't mean they definitively get what they want. The judge has to look at it from a global whole, meaning uh, the judge takes the child's choice into account, and it plays a big portion in that judge's decision, but the judge has to overall look and see if it's in the child's best interest for it to happen. So, um, right, because kids like, you know, later bedtimes and yeah. soda and junk food. Maybe one parent is cooler about that than the other. Yeah, some, you know, we've even had one where parents were doing stupid things like buying beer and stupid stuff like that. So, I mean... You, oh, you, my God. Yeah, so you have to look at these things from a global whole. And I, I don't know you, so I'm not saying that's you. I'm just merely saying that um, right. we would do a motion to modify based upon child's preference. How old are the other two, by the way? Uh, 16 and 14. Okay, do they have any interest in being with you too, or or no? Uh, my oldest doesn't. Like, She's going to be graduating next year, so she wants to stay with her friends. And then my son, he he does sometimes, and sometimes he doesn't. You know, Again, he's got friends in football right, right. at his school, and right. he would have to transfer school. So. I mean, we could still do it with the one child. I've done that before. So, yeah, give me a call. We can do a motion to modify. I want to ask you a question, Josh. Is, does she live in another part of the state? Yeah, she lives in Claremore. Oh, and, okay. And you live... And I live in Owasso. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, so not, not a huge not big difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right on. All right, man. Well, Josh, good luck. All right, thanks, guys. See, See you know. later. I, I've heard stories of where the judge will say, hey, it's up to the kids. And then I've heard judges say, it's not up to the kids. Well, and the statute reads, and I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but it basically says that the, the child's preference is taken into account. All right. It's not definitive. It's not like some other states where the kid says, I want to go. So this is what's going to happen. It's uh, the child says in Oklahoma, this is where I want to be. And the judge has to look and see, well, you know, I can understand what you're saying. Some judges saying that I've not heard that specifically from a judge, but I've seen some things happen like that in certain counties. Um, you know, as long as, it's a, as, as long as it's a safe transition, as long as it's in the child's best interest and it's not going to harm anything, most judges will let it happen. I mean, it's, it's not... You know, if the other parent, if the parent the child is going to is a drug addict or an alcoholic sure. or, or uh, you know, has basically had zero parenting experience because they've never really been involved and the kid just wants to get away from the rule maker and the person who comes down on them all the time, keeping them in line, those kind of things don't typically happen. But if it's a, if you're, if it's a, what I'm going to call a lateral move, okay, mom and dad are equal and the kid just wants to go try it out with dad for a while. I mean, I'm, I see that happen all the time too. Is it ever left open-ended? Is it ever left where the judge says, all right, the custody order is whatever the kids decide? No, because at that point, you're giving a power to somebody under the age of 18, and that just doesn't happen. Interesting. All right. Uh, let's well, you go. can't let kids rule the world. I mean, of course. It, it, no, it, I'm with you. They don't I'm know okay. nothing, Muffin. Yeah. I'm, right, right. I'm with you. Uh, let's go with uh, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're great. Ashley, what is your question for Jeff Hensley of Hensley & Associates? Oh, what? It's actually from my sister. Um, she's got two kids with this guy. She's filed for um, to get custody, or I'm sorry, to get uh, child support from him. Um, of course, they're lagging their feet. Does she need to get a lawyer to get that process going quicker, or does she just have to wait on the city or whoever? 
Well, it's, this, it's, it's, like the, it's the state that she's dealing with, with through the Department of Human Services Child Support Collection Office. And so the question becomes is, is how long ago did she apply for child support? Um, I think it was like a month or two ago. Okay. And are they having trouble finding him? Are they having trouble finding his job? I mean, is there a hearing date set? Uh, typically, I'm what they do is they. My knowledge. Okay, the reason because the reason I ask is typically what they do is they'll process the paperwork, they will identify where the dad is or the parent mm-hmm. who owes the money. They'll send out notice of a hearing, and a hearing usually gets set several months down the road, only because that's just probably as quick as they can get him in. It all depends on the county, but that's typically what happens. I mean, has she called DHS to find out where they are in processing? I mean, here's the thing. Could we file something in district court? Absolutely. But when we do that, the problem you run into is we have to file a full-blown paternity action. I can't just file for child support and nothing else. And the reason being is because if I I file a full-blown paternity action, we have now opened the door for him being guaranteed some sort of visitation. And what I mean by... Well, he has the kids twice a week. Well, that's by her choice, though, Right. Right. Okay. Yes. See, the difference is, is that if you don't do a paternity action in district court under Oklahoma law, she's got sole custody and she can do whatever she wants in regards to visitation. If I okay. file a paternity action, which I'm not opposed to doing, but just putting in this perspective, if I file a full-blown paternity action, we have now opened the door to him not only getting the children more time, but potentially getting joint custody. Gotcha. And what if he is like a 1099 contractor? Like the, he doesn't get a pay, like they write him a paycheck. Well, then he's going to have to they pay. They don't take taxes well, out. Well, then they're going to have to pay him directly. She, he's going to have to pay her directly. They can't take it out of his check. Ooh, right. how do they force well, that? that? Well, that's why you file contempt citations and things like that. <laughs> Personal <Okay>. responsibility. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's. But that makes it harder to find him? Not, as far as job-wise? It doesn't make him harder to find, per se. I mean, because he still has to do taxes, and he still has to keep an address of his business or or his sole proprietorship or whatever he's got going on with the state. So, I mean, there's ways right. to find people. I've never not found somebody. It may take a little okay. longer. And remember that, unfortunately, DHS, you know, each office is processing anywhere between ten and 30,000 cases at any given Jeez. town. So, um, you know, that's probably why they're a little behind. You know, before we go spend money, and I'm... I'm a lot of attorneys would just take the money and say, hey, let's do paternity action, all that. You know, I don't want to open that mm-hmm. door if we don't have to. Have your sister or your friend, or who, I think you said your sister, call DHS and see where they are in processing and find out what's going on. That's step okay. one. And if that's a problem, they're not getting the answer she needs, give me a call. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Sure. See you You're later. Welcome. Thanks, Ashley. Let's go right. ahead and go to Derek has a question about child support. Derek, what is your question for Jeff Hensley of Hensley & Associates? Yeah, hi. Uh, just first off, don't judge. Uh, I just have a question about child support. I, I don't judge, man. For... That's not my job. I don't wear a black <laughs> robe, and I don't ever want to wear a black robe. So go ahead. Good deal. Good deal. Because I love my kids, and I'll do whatever I need to do to support them. But I was just wondering, like, when my uh, my ex, she remarries or gets with somebody, does child support change, or does it just stay the same? Well, I mean, the only time it changes is if either one of your incomes change. It doesn't matter if she gets remarried or you you get married. Your spouse's okay. income are not is never taken into account in the calculation. It's just but, not. It's okay. only the parents. Okay, what if, you know, you she goes off and marries some millionaire well, and, and she's not making no I, money? I, it, well, and I've told <laughs> it, hey, it's funny you should mention, I've actually told this story before. And what it is is that I represented a guy out of Texas. He was a welder. Um, and mom had, they broke up, mom went and married a minor league basketball player who travels the world competing, making six or seven figures. 
Unfortunately for the income, we have to put her at minimum wage as a stay-at-home mom because... Oh my God! Yeah, like, she could be living in a mansion and she like, did live in a mansion actually in this Louis case. Carrying Louis and driving yeah. a Mercedes or whatever, uh-huh. and like, well, I'm just a stay-at-home mom, lonely old, can't make nothing. Yeah, me. unfortunately, we don't take the law doesn't allow spouse income to be included in that. So, oh, okay, well, I'm glad sucks. she didn't marry a millionaire. I'll tell you that much. Okay, because <laughs> it sucked. I mean, <laughs> it, it sucked for my guy because you know he. It was a large amount of child support, and she didn't need it. She just did it to because she Spide hated him? him. Yeah, well, she hated him. And so exactly. that's I what mean, it amounted to. Because everybody told me, like, you have 50-50 custody, and you're still paying child support? Just because and you're I'm making like, 50 uh, Well, and, and here's the thing, and I want to explain this to everybody, and maybe I have or haven't, but just because you have 50-50 time doesn't mean you're going to have a zero on your child support. If you right. make more than she does, you're going to end up I owing. It just That's just yep. the way it works out. I mean, that's, that's just All how right. it is. It sucks, right, but awesome. that's just the way it is. All right, Derek, good yeah, luck. Yeah, I mean, it, look, I love my kids. Like I said, man, I'll do anything to support them. And if it takes, you know, $600 a month, I'm going to give it to her and not even complain about it. Right on. Derek, have a great day, man. Thanks. You too, guys. Thanks. All right, see you later, buddy. Jimmy is on, has a question about custody and adoption. Jimmy, you're on with Jeff Hensley. Go ahead. Yeah, I got a question about how custody get there. I got custody of them. Well, Oh, let's go back. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold, actually, Jimmy. I'm going to put you on hold, man, because we're having a hard time uh, understanding you with your phone, uh, and we lost the other person. I'm going to go on Gimpy check on that. We're going to go on to another one that came in. It says, I'm Native American. The guy that raised me, uh, the guy raised me as a white guy. If I were to get him to adopt me, would I lose my blood quantum on my father's side? He's never had anything to do with me. It's an interesting question. So would they lose their Native American status if they were to be adopted by a non-Native oh, American? Oh, no. no, 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 it doesn't work that way. I mean, we do adoptions like that all the time. No. I mean, you retain your citizenship within whatever tribal nation you're in regardless. I mean, you don't lose your CDIB card or your CDI, your role number or anything like that just because you're adopted by a, quote, white guy or a white your, girl. your blood, right? Right, right. It's, okay. in, your, it's, it's in your blood. You don't. Yeah, I mean that. No, no, that oh, doesn't affect it at all. Number away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We good? Did you check it? Yeah, okay. we don't. That doesn't affect it at all. Uh, let's go back. Sorry, Jimmy. We were having a hard time with the connection. What's your question for Jeff? Okay, I got uh, well guardianship of my cousin kids back in November, and then December the judge granted complete guardianship to us, and she was supposed to go and do a whole bunch of um, I guess set standards with right. The- yeah. Right, right. She never showed up for court or did anything. And she still hasn't went up there and done it. We've got a review uh, January of 2020. And after that, if she hadn't done anything, we were wanting to try to adopt them. Yeah, I don't know if that's... Yeah, give, uh, give me a call. If, she, if that person has failed to maintain a relationship or not paid any child support in at least 12 of the 14 months before we file... The adoption's doable and no problem. So, yeah, we do these things all the time. Give me a call. Happy to help you with that. Okay, Jimmy, thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Uh, Hope you heard that. (laughs) (laughs) uh, This is an email we got. It says, my daughter's boyfriend wants to get custody of his daughter because not good things are happening in the house, but he's afraid they'll press statutory rape on him because the baby mama was under 18 when he got pregnant got her pregnant, the baby's almost one years old, can they still press statutory rape on him? I'm not sure what the term limits are on... Uh, well, the, are, my understanding, and I'd have to go back and look, because it's been a long time since I've dealt with rape issues uh, when I was working at the DA's office as an intern. Um, 
I believe the statutory limit on that is two years. So if the child's only one year, that's a possibility. Yeah, maybe. If she's 18, consent 16, and there's some there's Yeah, some well, and that's going to say that there, there. There, there's gray area because the, the age of consent is 16, 17 in Oklahoma. If she was only 17, that she can give consent. I don't perceive a statutory rape issue there. Um, obviously, if the child was under 16, absolutely, that's a whole big problem. But I don't see a problem at 17. I, yeah. don't, I don't think that's an issue. Yeah, it says in Oklahoma, it's illegal for an adult, someone 18 or older, to have sex with a minor, someone 15 or younger, right. even it, if the sex is consensual. Right, so do I, that, I, I, I don't think there's rape. a statutory rape issue here. I really don't. Uh, that's that's incredibly fascinating. Uh, this is an email that came in. It said, uh, I was in prison a couple, he was in prison a couple of years ago for drug related charges. While he was in there, his daughter's mom changed her phone and blocked any way he had to contact her. They've heard that uh, close before he got out, she moved to out of state to try and keep him from being able to visit the child. He's been out for two and a half years and he's been clean and paying child support. Before they went to prison, before he went to prison, he had visitation every other weekend. Now they don't know where she is. They've tried to get in touch with her through Facebook and family, and no one responds. And he'd like to have a relationship with his daughter, but they have no idea where they are. What can they do? The Whoa. mom's husband is in the military, uh, so they think they use that as a way to relocate where he is stationed to keep the daughter away from him. We heard they're likely in Texas. I don't know. Is there anything you can do? Well, for, first of all, if, if he's paying child support... He can get the information from them. They they have to. Uh, the p- parents have to keep a record of uh, not record of pain, but an address of record on file. So you can get the address and that way. You could call as someone who's paying in. You can go, hey, I want to know what ask. that is. You can ask. I've never had a client go about it that way. I mean, I can access that information pretty easily, usually by pulling the records. But uh, I mean, there's always ways to find people. To, to say that somebody's impossible to find is, yeah. is strange. If anything, I think yeah. this is a classic example of why you need a lawyer to Absolutely. navigate through these things. This is a complicated one just to track somebody down because now we've got jurisdiction issues. Is, is DHS here collecting for another state? If so, who, which state is it? Right. You know, that'll tell you kind of where people are. I mean, this, this is this comp- more complicated than it sounds. If you are paying child support for a kid that you have not seen in two years, can you then be like, I'm not paying child support anymore <laughs> you but can. you say you, you pay could. to play in theory in theory you could but mm-hmm. then if when they could file a contempt citation and say look you willfully chose not to pay which means yeah. you either work out a deal to get the rear just caught up or you're off to wearing an orange jumpsuit right but and, and, hold on. Well, well, but you see where your misunderstanding is the judge is asking you to pay and if you don't follow the judge's orders that's where the trouble is i mean can you say i'm not going to pay absolutely do we have lots of people do that absolutely but if it's ever enforced that you didn't pay you could get in trouble, absolutely. But you're keeping the kid from me. Right, but you're violating what the judge said. Now, understand, Mm. okay, in the state of Oklahoma, and I'm not sure about other states, but in the state of Oklahoma, child support and visitation are two completely separate issues. Now, the legislature is working on changing that, okay? There's some bills up there that they're working on changing that because it didn't always used to be that way in Oklahoma. Um, But that's how it's been for a long time. They're looking at changing that. But until it's changed, two separate issues. Just because you're not getting child support doesn't mean that you can't see your kid right now. Uh, let's go to Angie. She's got a question. Hi, Angie. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Great. What's your question for Jeff Hensley from Hensley & Associates? Well, the question is, if um, I have two children, one is almost three and one is one, and he hasn't seen the oldest one since she was a year old and hasn't ever seen the youngest one, but is the same father. Um, can I get his 
parental rights taken away where he doesn't, where he can't come back, you know, seven years from now and decide all of a sudden he wants to be a part of their life. Are you married? No. Then no. Not in Oklahoma. It used to be that way about 20 years ago, but not anymore. Uh, you can't just terminate somebody's rights because they haven't been around. It doesn't doesn't work that way. The only way you could do that in Oklahoma is through a, an adoption, uh, whether it be a step-parent or otherwise, or if the state itself, meaning the district attorney takes and a judge takes somebody's rights away due to negligence or to um, uh, the child being considered deprived under the law. So, no, I mean, you can't. If, if he comes back, the only, here's the thing, if you get married soon or even even just whenever and he's still not in the picture, that person can adopt those kids and then he's prevented from ever coming back. But in Oklahoma, you've got to be married to do that. Get on Tinder, girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is it? Swipe left, swipe right. Which yeah. I don't know which way to swipe because I'm I'm too. I've been out of the game way yeah. too long. Find a husband you online. Know, just being a single mom, I can't go through and do anything. I have no options unless I get married and have them adopted by their stepfather. That is correct. To keep him out of there, you know, because you know, for him to just show up now would be crazy because they don't even know him. Now you and he are never were never married, right? No. Okay. So in, under Oklahoma law, you've got sole custody until he files something in a court of law. So, you know, if you don't want him to see the kids, then that's kind of your prerogative until he gets off his butt and he gets off his butt and files something in a court. So, you know, well, you already, you already tried, have that control. I tried to get him to see them. He didn't have any, he didn't have any desire. Um, I even offered to take them to him. Um, he just didn't have any desire to see them. Sure. And now I'm hearing through the rumor mill that he's trying to change his mind and, and wants to start being a part of their life. And I just think that's crazy. They don't even know him. Well, and what just understand, the judge wouldn't throw the kids in the deep end of the pool. What they would do is require a reconciliation therapy uh, scenario wherein he would have to pay for it. It could take six months to a year before that therapy is completed. Um, they're not just going to be left with them overnight. He's not going to have a, easy access to him, all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's going to have to start at basically square zero and, and work his way up. So it's not like they're going to be shell-shocked by this person showing up out right. of nowhere. Going would, to stay at somebody's some stranger's house or right, something right. like that. Would yeah, that's need, not going to okay. happen. Would he need to pay child support, though? No. Well, he has to, I've, never, I've never filed because I don't, I don't want that to push it over the edge and him think, well, if I'm paying... Right. I'm going to come get him just because for spite. I don't. I don't want him to be in their life because he's pissed off. <laughs> I want him. Well, and that to happens more often than you think. What, the scenario that she's describing, guys, happens way off more often than you sure. think. Because uh, they figure, well, if I'm paying child support, I'm going to see these kids and I'm going to make her life. And, but it doesn't and, work that way. The court doesn't see it that way, right? Well, she I mean, could file for um, child support, but that doesn't necessarily mean he gets to see them. He or doesn't, pick them up. not automatically, but he could go and file something in district court. I think is what she's talking about. Right, but so. she could file for right. custody. I'm sorry, she could file for child support, and he could pay. But that doesn't. He would have to work his end to go visitation. Correct. And a lot of times, those guys don't work their end because a they don't they want to make somebody mad, but they're not going to spend tens of thousands of dollars to do it. And they're broke. Well, so, and, so, yeah, another thing, I make more money than him, so that doesn't matter. He still has children that he should be changing. He, he would still, he would on. still owe you some child support, regardless. Right. And Angie, I want to make sure you understood that you could file for child support, and that does not mean he would get to see the kids. He would be responsible on his side to go and ask for um, to be able to see the children through the courts take steps. So you right. would still get your money entitled to it. It's not going to trigger anything. Right. It would it potentially at worst would start the process. Correct. Right. 
So you should do that. Right, Get your well, money. Yeah, well, I don't, you know, my kids are more important than, uh, than like I said, I don't want him getting them just because he's mad. I, I, you know, I, if he wants to be in their life, that's great. But he's proven already that he doesn't have any interest. And I don't want him to say, well, if I have to pay you, you know, right. how much ever amount. No, I, I understand. You know, and these are. Anyway, and, sure, and I my t- girlfriend is going to see him the whole time because I'm not even going to be around when, when I have him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I totally understand. We deal with these issues all the time. So, you know, if you have any questions other about this, give me a call. I'll be happy to answer at my office for you. Um, but you've got options. You just have to decide which road you want to go down. Right. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, Angie. Good luck. And if you need somebody like Angie does to help navigate through all that, Jeff can help. Whether you're just trying to get some, um, uh, some child support, Jeff can help facilitate that for you and answer the questions too. Just because you're making a phone call doesn't mean uh, anything. It just means you're trying to find out, and Jeff can answer those questions. If you mention KMOD when you call up at 398-5692, Jeff will give you a free consultation on your phone, on the phone, and you want to help somebody navigate through those areas. And if you're someone who wants to now be in your kid's life, you need to hire right. Jeff to help Absolutely. you navigate that side as well because just because you're paying, as he said, does not mean you're going to get to see your kids right away. And if you have kids out of wedlock, you definitely have to hire Jeff to help you because you aren't entitled anything according to the state law. Absolutely. 398-5692 for Hensley and Associates. Jeff, thank you so much, hey, man. My pleasure. Thanks. We'll be back. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS, and then what you want to say to 82945. We are making our BMMS Fest announcement today at 11 a.m. Whoop, whoop. We'll end the show. We'll have to go to the bathroom, right? Answer some phone calls, and then we'll be back at 11 o'clock. We'll make our announcement <laughs> for BMMS Fest. Kick Lynn out of here. Uh, Sam, I'm going to give you your choice. Netflix or methane? <laughs> That's Netflix or methane? It's quite the broad spectrum there. Oh, because usually they're right next to each other right, for me? Right. I'm going to go with Netflix because I don't like methane. Okay. The methane one's kind of fascinating, but that's okay. Um, there's a show on Netflix that I guess they've stole from Amazon Prime called Good Omens. Hmm. And it's a show that they've been airing, and the show is based off of the premise of a demon and an angel who team up to defeat the Antichrist and prevent the apocalypse. Okay. Right? Hmm. Well, Netflix has said that they will no longer air the show or make new ones, from what I understand. And it's all based off of a petition that was circled around asking by... uh, onto a Christian petition asking Netflix to drop the program. And the part that's <laughs> odd for me, based off what I understand about the show, is that they stop the Antichrist. <laughs> but this is their explanation on why they stop it. It's put together by an organization called the Foundation for a Christian Civilization Group. And in the petition... Peti- uh, peti- hi. In the petition... The group lists a number of ways it believes the series presents devils and Satanists as normal and even good when they merely have a different way of being and mock God's wisdom. Wait, 
Huh? Because there's a show called Lucifer that has to do with a guy that's a devil. That's a good buddy, too. Charmed, which some girl falls in love with a demon. Like, there's a thousand shows on Netflix where they depict something. There's also one on Netflix where she eats people. <laughs> it just, like, this one makes you mad? Is that because it's the only one you saw? Right. There's also um, one with where um, Legos come to life. Hmm. So, I mean, I, I feel like it's entertainment, but what, let me finish. An, an angel and a demon are good friends and aren't meant to be Earth's ambassadors for good and evil, respectively, says the group. This pair tries to stop the coming of the Antichrist because they are comfortable and like Earth so much. The group continues with, God is voiced by a woman. The Antichrist, who will oppose the kingdom of God, is portrayed as a normal kid that has special powers and a mission to destroy the world, which he doesn't really want to do. And then it goes on and concludes that in the end, it is a denial of good and evil. Morality and natural law do not exist. Just humanitarianism and unlimited, useless creed. This is another step to make Satanism appear normal, light, and acceptable. We must show our rejection. Please sign our petition. Telling Netflix that we will not stand silent as they destroy the barriers of our ho of horror we ha have for evil. Get out of here. <laughs> wow. Did you get, not go to your Pilates class? Get a hobby. Something, anything. And by the way, well, you were watching it, so now you know this. Did you binge the whole season? Because you have you clearly know a lot about the show for not wanting anything to do with it. Well, they got to do their research. So when right. they put the, when they put the so petition together. I'm so mad that this is available for me to watch when I could be watching something else. But I'm so mad I got to watch all eight episodes to find out just how pissed I am. I was thinking about the people that created the show, mm -hmm. right? And they're like, but they save <laughs> from <laughs> the devil. They save from the devil. Yeah. They're I mean, mad that we created a show where they come together and, hey, we stop the devil. Well, that's one, not. One, one, one uh, basically defects. <laughs> it's one of those, this isn't how God planned it. Why are you trying to change the plan? Oh, you don't yeah. like God as a woman? Is that what bothers you? <laughs> hmm? Well, hmm? then don't watch Dogma. I or listen to Ariana Grande. Uh, 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 oh, I think we're fine there. Like, <laughs> matter of fact, don't listen. You don't have to. Don't feel like you have to listen to Ariana Grande. I like her. Shut up. <laughs> I can tell you this now. I want to watch the show. Yeah, but you won't Just be to able spite to. Them. I'll find it. Are you kidding? Yeah. It lives, it lives, if it was online once, it's online forever. Right. right. I and I feel like Netflix giving in on this is setting them up to for them to give in on something else. I would, if I was Netflix. I don't agree with that. If I was Netflix, I'd be like, no, if it, you don't like it, don't watch it. You don't like horror movies? Don't watch horror, movie on, horror movies on Netflix if that bothers you. If you don't like, you know, whatever zombie stuff, don't watch that. If you don't like anything that shows two people having sex, don't watch that. It's like a slippery slope if this is the one that you're like, okay, yeah, that's wrong. I, wanna, I, want, I want to see this petition, mm -hmm. right? Um... Because it makes no sense to me that they went after them. It makes no sense. And I doubt that Amazon, or I'm sorry, Netflix went, Phew, they've got, what, 100,000? What, a million? That's nothing. Because mm -hmm. here's the thing. Just because someone signs a petition doesn't mean they have Netflix. Yeah, or just because they signed it means they're not watching it. It's because it got forwarded to them by some aunt. And they're like, oh, God, pressure. I got to sign this. But they secretly love the show, maybe. 
I want to see the petition. I want to know how many signatures are on it that triggered. And I don't agree with the idea that this lays the groundwork. I mean, the people, things get canceled for numerous reasons all the time. I know, but if Netflix is saying we're canceling this because of this petition, then that's not it getting canceled for a numerous reason. It's because of this petition. So if some other group has some other problem with another show, and then they're like, all right, no, no more of this petition stuff. We're over it. And they're like, oh, you don't care about, you know, there's a dog killed in this movie. You don't ah, care about that. But you care ah, about this. They'll weather the storm. I'm just, it's a I don't think they're going to go if, like, what well, we did there, we'll have to do here, too. I don't I think was, they do that if either. If I was a Netflix executive and they, you know, presented me with like, hey, there's this petition, we've got 800 signatures mm-hmm. or whoever, however, I'd be like, no way, Jose. Don't uh, watch it then. Either way, all they're doing is getting a ton of exposure for their show. Yep. I think it's more alarming that they stole it from Amazon. And um, by the way, alarming, I mean like, oh, I'm going to hit snooze. Like, it's not that alarming right. to me. But in terms of, you know, code of ethics in the business... Yeah. To me, that's more of an interesting story. Good. I don't know how to get on Amazon, so send it over to Netflix. It's What are you talking about? I, we have it. I know that we have Amazon Prime, and I know that I can get it, but I don't know, I don't know how to get it on my TV. Well, you, you can watch it on your laptop, and you just need the app. I don't watch stuff on my laptop. I watch it on my smart TV. There's like a thing that says Cox, and I know I can watch all the shows that I love so much. And then there's one that says Netflix, and I can scroll over and watch stuff on there too. So I don't, I don't know how to make the other one come Je- up. Jeff has a PlayStation, doesn't he, Sam? I know he has some kind of gaming thing. Well, you don't know what type of gaming system the man you want to spend the rest of your life with has. Mm-mm, no, I don't know. It's black. Find a new one, Jeff. Isn't that just as bad as him not knowing what size of clothes to buy you or what size shoes to buy you? No. It's not? Why is that I don't, Why is that bad? It's just you don't know an intimate detail about him. Mm. It's I, not like what's his favorite game. I'll give you a pass on that. Call of Duty. She knows the cat's favorite game but doesn't know what, uh, what station he plays it on. Yeah. So if you were to buy a game for him... I probably wouldn't do that. I'm, you would... Just be like, oh, I hope I get it right. Here's 60 bucks. Go get what you yeah. want. Oh. Here's a $60 gift card. So it's, romantic. Yeah, but the gift right. card says I love you on it, so it means yeah. it. No, it doesn't. When there's 45 of them on the rack as you grab one, mm. it means less I love you than actual I love you. No, because I grabbed the one that says I love you, and it's not just a box with a bow on it. It's specific. Do I you love wrap you. the? Here's a great question. Do you wrap the gift card, or do you just put it, slam it in an envelope and call it a day? You, well, you put it in a card. That's what you do. It seems very passive. No, it's not. It's not really not. a gift. Yeah, it is. It's a gift, and you open up a card, and now, oh my God, I also have a gift feels, card with money in here. Gift cards always feel much like when you use them to give as a gift to somebody, it feels like I'm just checking a box. Like, I got you a gift. Here you go. Don't say that. I literally gave a gift card to somebody you- in this building today, and I don't want you to be saying that because I don't agree with you. I think- Did you buy that gift, that gift card for someone because- it, you, that's what they wanted or because you felt like you needed to get them something? Well, because I felt like I wanted to give them money to spend on themselves and, you know, so you get them something cash? nice. Well, gift card is classier than cash. No cash way. Cash is king always. Cash is king always. always. No way. Oh, yeah. You can go take that cash and buy. You can't go down to your guy, all right, 
Tito or whatever we want to call him and be like, hey, I need a bag or whatever with this gift card. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> no. giving someone money to buy There's drugs, no Gimpy. There's no way. <laughs> There's no that. way you open an envelope and it's to Old Navy, I get psyched. If I open an right. envelope and it's got cash, I'm psyched. Well, no, it's like a Visa one, so you can spend it wherever. Big hassle. Those are big hassle no to set way. up. Yes, they are. No, they come set up. All you got to do is take it out of the wrapper well, and spend it like a credit card. Nope, you've got to take it out, especially if you want to use it online, you got to register an address with oh, it. Oh, yeah, the process. No, you just type in the numbers. It's easy. Just give cash. Just give cash. No, it's classier to give a gift card. It's classier now? Yes, that's what I said. It's classier. It is not classy Here's to a give gift. a gift, gift card. Here's a gift so you can't go buy ecstasy from Tito or whatever you're into. <laughs> I'm controlling your life. <laughs> Via a gift card. Yeah, if I, I want to buy ecstasy from Tito, goddammit, I will. I'm not going to support that <laughs> habit, Gimpy. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show. The Big Man Morning Show. The Assault continues next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. You're going to find out what everybody learned. You tell us your favorite part of the show. We'll start with Sam. Don't forget, 11 a.m. We'll be announcing BMMS Fest. Make sure you're listening. Sam, what'd you learn today? I learned that I don't know if Simba really loves me because he never written me a manifesto. And texters are texting in, and I think Tito would accept gift cards, too. He probably would. Gimpy, what'd you learn today? I learned it's magic in his mouth. And if you are going to go and wash your kitty, don't take it literally. Uh, I learned if Sam would have been a Netflix exec, we would just have Pug and Frenchie shows nonstop. Oh, good God. Your daughter would be so happy. My daughter to because it'd be cartoons and like puppies and like wonderful things. She's not gonna watch anything Pug or Frenchie ever. Just to spite me? For sure. I'm gonna buy her a Pug shirt. For, well, good luck giving it to her. I'll give it to your wife. Good luck giving it to her. <laughs> Somehow it disappears. Let her love pugs. Things. Hey, this is a crazy world. Things get, go missing all the time. No, oh, make screws stuff. are falling out all over the world. It's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> really? So mean. So you know what Just the worst thing I ever heard was? Shirt. You know what the worst thing I ever heard was? That gift cards are classy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Corbin saying, make sure that dish <laughs> looks at me like that. Yeah. Gimpy on your side, by the way. Uh, this is I'm Seaman Sam, and this is from Mother. <laughs> this hey! is Gimpy, and I'm sorry. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Uh, 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 yeah. Now what the hell are you waiting for? There should be no more, so for one last time, make some noise. Enter password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show would like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, total, total douchebag. douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll! It's over! Ah, sickle, Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.